Yeah, it's just going to be kind of like, get well, we can get to know each other through okay. the podcast, and then we can just follow... You can edit it well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I only edit a little bit if, it, if it's needed or whatever, but I, I've been trying to keep them to an hour, but I find that it takes about an hour and a half to have a good conversation sometimes, mm-hmm. So and then I, I'll edit it down to an hour. In my mind, this is Pete Holmes' show. Be- because, because so like, uh, that's literally what I've been going off this whole time, because because you're like a church-related yeah. person, yeah. I have been like this entire time, like, oh, it's like P. Holmes. So, awesome. you made it weird is basically what I'm expecting this to be. Oh, good. <laughs> then we are so good, because I absolutely love that podcast. Yeah, he's so great. Heathens. Hi. Um... Oh boy, I feel like I'm coming with my tail between my legs a little bit this week because, well, for the many, you know, dozens of you (laughs) who listen to Heathen uh, with some regularity, you know that episodes come out, new episodes come out every Sunday. And uh, you you might have noticed that a new episode did not come out this past Sunday and that that this one's coming out on like a Thursday or something weird. So um, what the hell happened? Yeah, um... My, my life's just a little weird right now. Uh, I've got, you know, my full-time job, my full-time gig that pays the bills. I've got my passion projects, music. I've got this, which is one of those projects that I absolutely love. Um, but it's just it just got a little crazy this weekend. Look, I here's what happened. I went up to L.A. I drove to Pasadena on a whim, on a lark, uh, with my, my musical pal, uh, the other half of Girl Boy, uh, my band, and we went and we auditioned for America's Got Talent because that's that's what you do on a Saturday. Um, I don't know. It's, it was a whole thing. It was a whole story. I expect absolutely nothing to come out of it, but it was really fun, and you should watch this season because, oh my gosh, there's going to be some crazy talent and some really hilarious shit on there. Um, listen, that's my, that's my shitty excuse for why there was no episode. I'm sorry. I was auditioning for, for TV. Um, (laughs) okay, so here's, here's what's going on. I love this. I love this podcast so much. I love the conversations that I get to have. Like today's conversation, you guys, I never would have, like, without Heathen, I never would have encountered this person. I never would have had my mind blown the way it's been blown, uh, by Elena Kalinowski. Man, so freaking good. So amazing. Um, but here's the thing, right? The way I do this show, it, it's a lot of work and I, I kind of set myself up for that. Uh, but, but it just is, it's, um, you know, I got to write some music for it. I got I, I write some words for it, uh, every other episode. And then, you know, it's just a lot of editing. I'm trying to keep it to an hour every week because I feel like that's a lot to ask people to commit. That's a lot of time, uh, to ask people to commit, um, every single week. So, um, I, I'm trying to respect your time. Uh, I'm trying to respect the time of the people I'm interviewing. But listen, sometimes it's just so freaking good. And sometimes you don't get into the good shit until like hour two. Um, that's actually my favorite podcast is uh, You Made It Weird, Pete Holmes. I just, I love those conversations that he has. And um, He'll say, he'll talk about how, you know, the good, the good shit doesn't happen until hour two. Like, that's why he, he's really committed to those two-hour episodes. Um, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to, like, say that this show is as good as that one. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but, but there is something about, like, you get into the good stuff after two hours. Um, 
And and that's what's happening today, you guys. Elena, our conversation, it was just super long, but it was so good. And I didn't want to cut any of it. I literally did zero editing to this conversation. You get to hear the whole thing start to finish. So here's what I'm here's what I'm pondering. Here's what I'm thinking for the future of Heathen. I'm thinking every other week. Um, episodes every other week, a little bit longer. Um, you know, two-hour conversations twice a month, basically, is what I'm, I'm considering. It would help me. Uh, kind of cuts down on the, the time investment in terms of editing and, and really having to get out there and have a conversation every week with somebody new. Um, and I think it gets, I think it makes the conversation, the quality of conversation a little better. I think you get to know somebody better. I think you get into stuff that uh, an hour just doesn't accommodate. So I don't know. What do you think? I would like to know. Um, holler at me on, on any of the, the social media. Send me an email. It's askheathen at gmail.com. Find me. It's at Heathen Podcast on Instagram or Twitter or uh, the other one, Facebook. Um, I don't like Facebook very much. Uh, so let me know what you think. Maybe I'll put up a poll. I think you'd, oh, Instagram. Yeah, you can do like Instagram votes. Maybe I'll do that on the story. Um, let me know what you think about that. And if everybody loves like hour long conversations every week, then that's cool. I'll just keep doing that. Um, but I thought I would, I would maybe give this a shot. Listen to today's episode. It's a great, uh, example of what I'm talking about. Elena and I just talk, man. It's a marathon. She's fascinating. She has so much to offer, so much experience, such an incredible, unbelievable story. Um, and man, she's a great person. Like, I, I just think you're going to love it. So that, I think, is all I have to say right now. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening to this. It means so much. Um, it means so much to me to get to meet people and, and do my deconstruction in this very public way. I'm such an external processor. I don't even know what I believe or think half the time until I've had the conversation and I've said it out loud. And yeah, so this is, it's just good for me. And, and uh, you know, I, you guys, friends, you know, reach out to me all the time and say, oh my gosh, like, can you believe what Micah said? Or can you believe what uh, Karen Thurston said? Like, such good things are coming out of this. So I appreciate that. And then even I, I'm getting a few random emails from folks I've never met. And that is so cool. It's what I wanted at the beginning of this thing was to have some community around this uh, journey <laughs> uh, as, as a godless spiritual person. Uh, what does that mean? So it means a lot. Okay, uh, Elena Kalinowski, you guys, uh, you got you you got two weeks to at, le at least to listen to this one because I'm not gonna I won't be back this Sunday with another episode. It'll be at least uh, you know two Sundays from now. So you got some time to finish this very long conversation. Enjoy it. Uh, have awesome weeks. Uh, do good. Uh, be well. All right. I love you. Bye. Spiritual Conversations for the Godless. I'm Matthew Blake. Welcome to Heathen. She wasn't an Amy Grant fan growing up. And I was like, I have decided.
Gonna live like a believer. She didn't know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm gonna play this. <laughs> great, great love. Oh. Al Shaddai. Oh my God. Yeah, my, so my screen name is not Amy Grant. Like, <laughs> I love Amy Grant. I actually really love like the Christmas record. Oh, it's, it's my favorite. It's of not all Christmas time. until I play. Which yeah. one? Which one now? The like uh, 80, the 83 one. Oh, okay, the, so the, the in the 92. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're, I mean, they're all fantastic. But specifically, yeah. Tennessee. Mine is, uh, I'll be home for Christmas. Okay. Which is the one where she's like peering out from behind the tree or whatever on oh, that CD yeah. jacket in her red Santa <laughs> fur or whatever. Um, I, she was part of my sexual awakening. What? Yeah, yeah. The one that picked, uh, I gotta just show it to you because it's like, it was like just, it wasn't even scandalous, but like for my brain, I was like, oh, I'm really into this, but like really young. <laughs> <laughs> this one, it was legit part of my sexual awakening. Um, <laughs> this is, this is, I just want to like, Because yeah. on the other side. It's like the glamour she's shot. She's got, she's got like her like clavicle exposed. Ooh, the clavicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you, I'll show you. Gorgeous. This would sound like a really big deal, but there's like about 80% of Everything's part of my sexual awakening. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for this conversation. <laughs> no, but like legit, I was, um, I remember staring at that record um, for like too long. (laughs) (laughs) Mine, I had the same thing. Mine was uh, Clay Cross. Did you ever listen to him? Uh -uh. He was kind of a soul gospel, like white boy, total white boy, but like sang in that groove and from Memphis. Okay. And had this blonde hair that just like, you know, <laughs> sleeked back. He was a UPS driver or something oh, okay. before he was discovered. Oh. So he was like, you know, yeah, yeah. fit and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was my first concert too. <laughs> Carmen was legitimately my first concert. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Carmen was, uh, well, that's not true. My very first was, how old are you? I'm 35. Okay, so we're almost exactly the same age. Uh-huh. Do you remember Harvest? Yes. They were like um, yeah. real 80s. They're up there with like Petra. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're like late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, I couldn't sing anything, but I, I know it's, yeah. it's, it's so definitely like, ringing a bell. Um, but so I, um, Carmen Harvest was the first concert at our church I ever went to. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna stop looking at Amy Grant. <laughs> okay, I'm over it. <laughs> oh, the Amy Grant sexual awakening. Um, so is everything. All right. Okay, All let's right. do this. Let's just dive in. Are you good with yeah, that? Yeah, I'm into that. Sweet. Okay. Hey, heathens. Uh, welcome to a new episode, new show. I'm with a friend in the making, um, and I'm going to say your name right, Elena, right? Elena, Elena yeah. Elena Kalinowski? Kalinowski, yeah. Do you want me to say your last name on the podcast? Is I that okay? Care. All right, cool, it's cool, kind cool. of It's kind of a really good last name. Yeah, so. I love it. Kalinowski. Yeah, Kalinowski. Yeah, yeah. Like What's your... Um, lands. Where is your family from? Where are your ancestries? Um, my, I am a classic white mutt, um, where <laughs> <Ditto>. um, <laughs> my... So my grandmother, who is still living, she is from Vladivostok, Russia. Ah. Um, so she's there now. No, she's oh. in New York. Gotcha. Um, but so she is from there, and her parents were killed by Stalin in the thirty-eight purges. Holy! Crap. And then so she was in the same German work farm where my grandfather was. He's from Domaszewiczewiki in Poland. Wow! So they met, liberation. They get married. They were hung out in Bavaria for a minute, and then uh, they immigrated to Syracuse. 
and like 49. Wow. So that's like, I grew up yeah. so culturally yeah. Polish mostly. I like, love it. That's the language spoken. And then my mom's side is like Swedish, Icelandic, and German. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I've not even really done the work on my family. I know mm-hmm. there's, yeah, we're, we're mutts. We're European mutts as well. But, um, Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. What a family story. But it right played into Christianity hardcore. Really? Because we grew up, um, so we grew up different. Than, well, that probably not different than anyone who would be listening to your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah right, I know. But like we, so I, um, I am from the woods of upstate New York. Um, and we were like homeschooled off the grid. Nice. Okay, so like <laughs> Captain Fantastic kind of, have you seen that movie? Yeah, I have. And it made all my siblings cry and us all nostalgic for each other because oh. it was actually a lot like that, but add like heavy layers of evangelical Christianity. Yeah. yeah. But so we, because we were, we were post-trib Christians. Yes. So. Can we, we talk about what yes, that is just in totally. case anybody's Yeah, yeah. Confused, so but. we, we anticipated having to live through seven years of tribulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the hope of maybe rapture coming before the, the seven years, yeah. But like, don't you, count on it. Yeah, you can't know, can know for sure. Oh, so we wow. were, so, so you were, we were prepping for that. Yeah, we were preppers. But so like, but so we, um, oh, wow. we yeah, we did that. We did all that. Um, but okay. so because we were prepping, and because we kind of lived in the shadows of World War Two, mm-hmm. we had an absurd exposure to like anything Holocaust mm-hmm. and it framed our entire understanding of the tribulation. Oh, so like, wow. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, you know exactly what to expect. Yeah. In, in and opinion. I was like, so, okay. So Katie always mocks me, our mutual friend. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> so like, I really don't like torture, which no one does. Of course. Like, that's like a thing. No one, no but one there knows. are things like right now at the museum of man, San Diego, there is a torture museum. No, yeah, but like, like torture. Yeah. Museum. But that's like understanding. It's more like from yeah. a, like, Oh, these are things that people have used to torture people. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. There's sometimes a little fetish to it, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the BDSM scene is a little different. <laughs> well, there's that consent. <laughs> All is fair in the world. of consent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but no. Um, so like, but so I was maybe like seven and um, I had a panic attack about like torture, being tortured during the tribulation. And I go into my parents' room and I was like, hey, do you think God would understand if I just killed myself like preemptively? <gasps> oh my God. You know, then I don't have to be tortured. Yeah. And they're like, no. No, that's not an option. <laughs> they're like, no, he will totally give you enough strength before you die and to endure the torture. <laughs> <laughs> so like so You're I was like, like shit fuck I gotta do this and so it's like everything was like really prepping for like fuck I gotta survive this torture coming yeah oh my word <laughs> you know usually it takes us a couple minutes to get somewhere like real juicy in these conversations <laughs> and we're already at like rapture anxiety and like I mean god damn to like Consider suicide as a... How old were you? Six, you said? Like seven. Six, seven. Yeah, yeah. To be asking that question. Well, because I was like, it would just be so much more convenient if I could just kill myself real quick. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, of course. This, this feels like a better option. Like, no. That is so... <laughs> oh, my word. Well, and then the other thing is, so last night I was at like, um, like a girl's thing. I don't know what they're called. We were just at someone's house. Mm-hmm. With women. With women. Yeah. Women, at, women at a house. <laughs> women at a house on a fire pit. And, uh, Sounds like a good night. Wise. <laughs> um, but so 
uh, we were saying, because I had one of my constant anxieties as a kid was like, if I'd like get home and no one was home when they were supposed to be like, shit, I missed the rapture. <laughs> so it was like my constant thing of like the family wasn't where they were supposed to be when I thought they were supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck man, I missed the rapture. Yeah. It's like, this is stuff is like, it, you, it's great that you can laugh about it. I'm so happy that you can laugh about it, but it's like genuinely haunting and heartbreaking too. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I ha- we had rapture anxiety too, not nearly to that degree because I wasn't expecting Were you pre-trib or post-trib or mid-trib? I don't even know. I think we were just kind of up in the air about it. I don't think like, there was any... We don't know. Yeah, yeah I think okay. it was very like, we don't know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. My dad now is completely obsessed with end times, you know, theology. Biblical and, end times? Yeah. Oh. Well, what Not he, just what like, he oh, thinks. the electric grid's going down kind of end no, times? No, 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 not that, like biblical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we don't talk... We, I, my only conversations with him about it have lasted like five minutes because I just get too worked up when he starts going there. So he became more into it oh, the yeah, older you got? Yeah, he's way more into it Is now. Is he that? So like, I'm I'm like less into it these days, obviously. Um, but like, so we grew up on the like the Copeland, like kind of the Copeland brand of yeah, like I don't know tribulation. This. Okay. Like, Tell us about Copeland. He's like a preacher from like Dallas or something okay. back in the 80s. Like a, okay. So, yeah, I mean, he was like, that was like our, and, but then we, you know, we, um. Well, how off the grid were you? Did you have, you had like radio or whatever? You're listening to yeah, this guy? Yeah, radio was the most dominant thing in my life. Okay. Yeah. So like we, we listened to like, so every day. So I'm number four of six. Okay. Right? Six kids. And we're all like. In just the, right there. Yeah. Well, next we're just to each other. Do, 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 yeah. yeah, many kids. My mom had six kids in twelve years. Woo. So um, that's a lot. Of- so I'm number four, and so we uh, and we're all still wicked close. Like mm-hmm. we and we like each other. We're like that's great. Yeah, that's it's legitly cool. Um, but um, so like day starts, stops in mm-hmm. nine thirty. Yeah. Then Chuck Swindoll, okay. followed by Stories of Great, Great Christians, followed by um, Unshackled. Mm. <laughs> Did you ever listen to Unshackled? No, I don't know that one. It's not good. Okay. <laughs> like, well, none of them are really good. None of good, them are great. But it was the worst, because it was like, like produced really poorly, but uh. it was also really... Um, uh, like simple, but in like a like not a not like a, it was it was a, basically it's a half hour altar call. Oh, gotcha. but like okay. testimonial, if you will. Yeah. But it was like you know my life is shit, and then like I'm unshackled from sin, right? <laughs> okay. Every single time, right? So, but so then followed by like hour and a half of like children's radio hour. Then Dobson's like on again at six thirty. <laughs> so like Dob- the the second Dobson and then slot. in between all that, we also had like. Rush Limbaugh, Dr. Laura Schlesinger, mm. G. Gordon Liddy. Gotcha. Like that whole, like, so, like, augmented with, like, conservative AM Just radio. inundated with it. Yeah, like, the radio was on all day. Part so of my, like, that podcast, is, though. like, part of, that was part of your homeschool education was, like, this stuff? Or it was, like, it was just, it like... It was, like, the dominant. It was the main. Yeah. Wow. We didn't really do school. <laughs> like, li- like, seriously. Like, we didn't do school. You, you just hung out around the radio, listened to Chuck and... <laughs> Yeah, we played a lot Shuck of cards. Jim. We played a lot of cards, like me and my siblings. We yeah. played a lot of cards. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so, are your siblings? Uh, how? I, how? Where are you guys now? Like, where did we land theologically? Well, not even that, but just like you said, you're close now. Yeah. How, are any of your do your siblings have kids? Are they, how are they raising yeah. their kids? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, no, like most of my siblings. Um, 
we <laughs> you just put the big X in the air if you want something no. to yeah. um, <clears throat> no, so it's not fine. be recorded. No, seriously. it's fine. No, it's fine. No, I was just thinking like, oh, well, so like I have three brothers, two sisters. Uh-huh. They, we all kind of fell in different places. Um, my oldest brother is by far the most extreme in the, in the right. So he, but he's like an all right kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We have a goodish relationship, mm-hmm. of, but he's probably the one that is most different from me and most, uh, I mean, honestly, actually, on one hand, I appreciate that having someone in like my like inner sanctum who is really morally suspect, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. in his extreme, like, kind of, like, racism and mm. homophobia and, and sexism, <laughs> but, like, so it, it creates, like, a built-in, um, kind of built-in forcing, kind of, you know, kind of forced to be connected and maintain, like, basically humanization, of like groups that you're like, oh, I'm terrified of you, kind yeah. of thing, you know. But no, but then like all my other siblings, like I have a brother in Syracuse who, um, him and his wife, they're like, they've got like two, almost three kids now. Um, she's doing a couple months, and they're like <laughs> super normal, delightful, loving, wonderful people. Definitely landed in Christianity, yeah. But like the the like the best version of Christianity, yeah. Like the kind of Christianity that makes you love Christians, the kind of Christianity that makes you a better version of yourself, yeah. Makes you better at love, makes you better at connection, yeah. And so like my brother is um, fantastic, and his like girls are fantastic, and his wife is, like the best person in our family. Um, <laughs> and wow. then like I have my older sister, she is a um, therapist, and actually is now in the process of becoming a sex therapist. Um, she definitely still landed in Christianity pretty conservatively. Mm. Um, but she, even when we were most extreme, she landed just, I think by her wiring and personality, she's someone who has never let beliefs and ideological structures like interfere with connection and relationships. That's great. Whereas like, that was not me as like a hardcore true believer. I was like, Oh no, mm-hmm. you're full of sin. Oh yeah, fuck away from me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm gonna flee from sin, bitch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. Totally, totally. <laughs> no, me but too. so she was. Get I behind mean, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, can I tell you how much I love that reference? And no one in San Diego ever knows that fucking reference. Oh, <laughs> really? Someone bring me cookies. I'm like, get behind get me. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it comes in handy. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I love it. But no, like she's. I mean, she was always a balanced kind of like love first person and so her version of christianity is still like super love-based and her kids are great and we're super close and that's really cool it seems like that's not the most common (laughs) at least in my experience and with my family like i mean i guess i guess my family hasn't like completely cut me off so in that regard they're like there are some folks who are conservative and like still in that whole world and are okay loving me Mm -hmm. as a person but the relationship is not deep you know like was it ever mm, i mean it was the pack that i grew up in like my mom's side of the family like we we all grew up together the cousins the the aunt and uncles like yeah i feel like i feel like something's changed yeah um when was that for you when the change happened um 
Well, honestly, it's probably when I moved. I, 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 yeah, I guess I moved across the country. I'm, I'm the only one <laughs> who's not on the like east side of the Mississippi. So, uh, yeah, so that was probably it. And so in that regard, it's more on my shoulders than anybody's. But, um, but there's still like, you know, I, like I wrote my, I came out, I wrote my coming out letter, <laughs> sent it to the family, that kind of thing. And, and all of that, I think, yeah. really created something. There's just something different Old in the air when we get happened. together. 23. Oh, yeah. 23 or I mean, that's also like, that's just an intense time. I yeah. don't know. Like, I think of, like, I don't know. I think, I think also, what, you have two sisters, right? Uh, one sister, one brother. One sister, one brother. Yeah. Where do you fall? I'm the eldest. See, that's the hardest. You guys are always cutting rock. You guys, <laughs> yeah. you, you oldest, you oldest siblings always have to be that. Uh, it's true. That edge, man. I, I, I benefited so much from being number four. Oh, that's because nice. Because I think like, whether it's being like different, whether it's believing different, whether it's whatever, mm-hmm. like, I think th- there's the, the content of it. But then the actual just the reality of like, shit, my kids are different than I thought they were going to be, that your parents have to yeah. get used to as well, right? Yeah, like totally. So by the time like I rolled around to be like, mm, this ain't me, yeah. kind of thing, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like they had already had enough kids be like, something's got to be different. Yeah, gone through that Even process. if it wasn't ideologically based mm-hmm. or like, like I'm queer and mm-hmm. that's not, like, but like that's not... I think it's just the very act of being different than anticipated. Mm-hmm. Like they were already kind of more used to it. Yeah. Um, but also I think like, like I think of um, how different, like, so my younger sister who I'm also wicked close with, um, she's also queer and also ended up very, very similar to where I landed <laughs> theologically, ideologically. Um, and my youngest brother, he actually landed as an atheist um, his wife isn't, but yeah. like he very much yeah. kind of heavily. And so on the spectrum, like oldest to youngest, most extreme <laughs> right, kind of most extreme, not left necessarily, because I'm probably, me and my younger sister, in terms of politics, I'm most, yeah. left, most left, but in terms of our spectrum and our relationship yeah. with like Christianity. And you're yeah, just where you relate but to like, your parents. But like my parents, uh, they respect me more than they respect my younger sister. Do they? By a lot. And so they don't challenge me in the same ways they challenge her. Even if we, like, are talking about the same thing, mm-hmm. same types of life decisions, same type of whatever. Like, the, my, I have a very different relationship with my parents because they treat me different. How did you do that? Like, how did that happen? Was it something you did or do you attribute it to them and how they relate to you? <sighs> I guess I think very one yeah, way about no, my parents. Yeah, no, I think, like, like I think... Um, I think I had a lot of legs legs up in terms of getting to a place of, okay, let me back up for a sec. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like, so we were very, very poor mm-hmm. growing up. So we, we were kind of always in, like, that hardcore survival mode. And because it was that, both the ever-present realities of just crisis, yeah. right? Of, like, shit's breaking down, your things aren't. Things aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, a house burned down when I was nine. Oh, <laughs> so that was not good. Because, like, it's not like we had money to, like, kind of pad that, pad that, um... That loss. Cost. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, 
my parents, like like any, anyone who's like having to manage a bunch of humans, they like group them, like divide and conquer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so like my oldest brothers, they were always like a unit. Mm-hmm. Me and my older sister, Rachel, were a unit. And then like my, my younger sister was just kind of always floating in the mm-hmm. abyss. Mm-hmm. And then my youngest brother, he was the baby. So he like, was, you know, different. Yeah. And my, when we were all, we were all given like hierarchies of like narrative hierarchies. I don't even know how to explain because it, it wasn't even based on who we were. It was just like this is who we, as a parent, who I needed you to be. Wow. So like, yeah. so like my oldest brother, for instance, he was responsible for making sure we didn't die. But then my sister Rachel, she was responsible for like making sure everyone was okay. Mm. Right, that's a different role. Yeah, totally. So, um, and so like. So she, she's always been, as like an eight-year-old, the matriarch of our family. She's by far the most, uh, she carries the, she's always carried the most emotional weight, but also has the most power wow. in my entire family. And because we had no other social influential forces, mm-hmm. like our family unit was our only world. Yeah. Because we didn't really hang out with anyone else because we were in the woods. So, <laughs> so like, like, so those Family dynamics and powers were like the most important things that could ever be shaping you socially. Yeah. So my sister Rachel, she was very powerful and very like uh, amazing in that she even as a kid used her power for good. And mm-hmm. to this day, she still does. She's one of like she's not like she's like not a real person. She's like stupidly flawless <laughs> in like a really amazing way. But you're like, fuck, man, you're so cool. <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like she's just like really amazing and you're like yeah damn and i wish i could even not like you a little bit because you're so fucking perfect I know but she's you're like oh, yeah you deserve it <laughs> like, <laughs> you're so good you deserve it, you, deserve it all. <laughs> you know but so so anyway but so she um but so i was you i was i was grouped with her yeah so i mattered because she mattered wow okay so like when okay. it came to like who matters in the family i mattered because i was my sister's right hand man and she was like she, she claimed that space. Like she She kinda... was never not like an inherently valuable person. Yeah. And like especially for girls, Christianity. Mm, yes. You're not inherently valuable. No. You are valuable to the degree that you are a good, best supporting actor in your future husband's life. Exactly. That is the value on which you exist. <laughs> so like, yeah. So but she was the only one in our family as a girl who was like inherently like And your parents saw that and felt that in her as well. Or is that just something that, that was she, just described? She could just, but she also, I think, I think because she could bear the weight of like, you know, my mom was dealing with like six fucking kids in the yeah. woods by herself. My dad and was the like house was working, burns down yeah, and, and just yeah. like shit's always going down. Like, my sister kind of like handled a lot of the weight. Okay, and so I think like, I think she was relied on so heavily because of it. Anyway, all that to say, I I got like I got like. Whatever that word is, but it's like the rub off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I basically got to live and because I got to live alongside my sister, mm-hmm. I had a, a sense of like <sighs> worth and value that like was more of a given than than like my younger sister, for instance. Yeah. And so when and then because I was like such a hardcore true believer and was like, I'm such a good soldier. I'm going to like, you know, convert every fucking person in this world. Like (laughs) I, 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 um, even when I started to, I had a really slow 
evolution away from Christianity. Yeah. I never rebelled. It's not my style. I don't like it. Right. I don't like breaking rules. <laughs> well, that's not true. I don't like breaking rules I believe in. Right. Okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, but rules I don't believe in, they're never rules in the first place to yeah. me. They're irrelevant. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, um, yeah. So anyway, I, I, so when I started leaving Christianity, and it was super slow, and when I started just being, you know, who I am now, um, that was, it was bad, and it was like, fuck no. But it was also, like, respected as, like, this is, like, things, these are true things. Whereas when my sister was, like, you know, going through her for, like, feminist awakening, mm-hmm. and, like, going through, like, just her own changes as an adult, it was always like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's okay. not real. That's just because that's just because Lena. I see. You know, it was so like we with you. It's like we don't like what you're doing or where you're going, but I mean, you got. But we're yeah. but we believe it and you give it enough weight to, to believe that you're doing this. Yeah, man, that's Whereas, interesting. Like she's just like disregarded. <laughs> it's terrible. They treat her <laughs> terribly. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by your upbringing. Um, can you like? Okay, what did? Like, what would a day look like for, okay, yeah. let's say you're, I don't know, 10. Yeah. Because that, like, all your siblings are there then, right? Yeah. In that, in that general. What? Yeah, no, it was crazy. So, okay, so, um, well, so. Well, you've, ta- you've already walked me through the radio program. Yeah, yeah, so radio, <laughs> always in the backdrop, but we. So Did we, you go to a church, like, uh, or was that we even. We went that? to a church, but it didn't carry weight okay. in the way that a lot of people did we went to a church in Syracuse which was like an hour drive oh wow and so we didn't like hang out yeah and like we never went to like youth group we always just stayed with the adults <laughs> which looking back I don't know why we did that yeah. but it was always but again like my parents always talked to us like adults mm-hmm. so like it was also it was always like what would you not he- what would you what would you hear better in youth group that you wouldn't hear here yeah. in the main sermon? Okay. Kind of was like the attitude. Okay. It was like, that's for stupid kids. <laughs> kind of attitude. So it's not like we hung out with kids in youth group. So we yeah. went to a church. But yes. so radio, most important. Um, we had a bunch of animals, right? And we grew all our own food. Yeah. So like summertime, it's going to be really unstructured. Really, it's most, everything was by the radio. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, we'll really get this done by mm-hmm. before Chuck is over. <laughs> before Swindoll's over. <laughs> you know, like, but so, like, because we try, I try and, like, have my morning chores done before Dobson started at 9.30. That was, like, literally how I knew at the time. It was, like, what show is on. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so, uh, but, like, we, um, like, in the summertime, we had this huge, like, crop that we grew by hands. Because we had like labor, mm. um, and so we were like weird kids because um, we'd play like concentration camp. <laughs> okay, that sounds okay. bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, let's hear it. Let's hear what this was like. Because your your family's obsessed with Holocaust. Yeah, and Holocaust. yeah, just like any kids that play things, you're like prepping for of like course. the future that you're supposed to like. You know, the like kids who play military shit. Yeah, you know, it's kind yeah, of the same thing. I get thing. that. Yeah. I get it. So, like my brothers would be the SS cards. This sounds real bad. <laughs> and so the there's no judgment here. There's no judgment here. So the game was smuggle eat. Some beans yeah. while you're picking them, yeah. So you don't die, right? But don't get caught, so you don't get shot. That's like literally the game we play. That's real fucked up. That's heavy. Yeah, that's. Heavy. But it was like 
know. But it's a game, yeah. Yeah, and like, so for instance, like, homeschooling was illegal until I was mm, kind of old. Um, it officially became legal when I was like in third grade or second grade. Really? But because like we just w- in the state of New York. Yeah, or- yeah. And um, our our neighbors up the street actually were the was the court case that made it legal in New York. Oh my word! The Blackwelders. And um, but they but because we st- still weren't known to the school district, mm-hmm. we'd still always hide from cars. So like no cars really went down our street anyway. But when they did, we'd always hide. And so one of the things like my my brother Guy, he was like. One of his favorite games was when a car was coming to do like a, like dive, tuck and roll, like to hide, like 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 a bomb was going off, kind of thing, yeah. like to hide behind yes. like something because a car is coming, so, you know. Because any potential human out there is gonna like like you could be reported to the school district. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So we didn't actually get reported to the school district till I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade. And so so somebody actually did somebody. No, my brothers went to high school. So okay. that's how we became that's, known to okay, the state. Right. <laughs> Man, was that your brother's like choice to do that? Or your parents were just like... No, it was actually because... Um, so our house burned down mm-hmm. March okay. 4th, 1992. Okay. So my brother... So what happened was... So this house is built in like before the Civil War. It's a wicked old house. Yeah. And... We ended up, this woman from our church died. And so I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the fact that all this happened. <laughs> she died. Can you believe Joke. it? Yeah, um, no. <laughs> but like, yeah. So, so she dies, right? And so, <laughs> fuck, man, this is not going, not going how it's, it's supposed good. to. It's <laughs> so, so she dies, and we, we is on Botanette Street. So we moved to this house, this dead woman. Died it, but like there was like shit on the walls, like literal shit, because wait, what? Because she was like missing, she was oh. old, and so she was like oh. had like her porta potties, but her she fucking I don't know how she sprayed oh, the wall with no. shit, but somehow it happened. So we like we're like fuck, okay, well we gotta clean this. <gasps> yeah. So so we're like so we so basically so my sister, me, sister, brother, so bottom four. Okay. We all moved to this house. And with like, your parents. Yeah, but so in Syracuse, and then my yeah. older brothers are like 13, almost 13, and 14. Okay. And they stay in the house that burnt down. In like the bottom, there's a couple of rooms in the bottom that didn't like burn. Yeah. There's no electricity, there's no roof, there's no heat, there's no plumbing. <laughs> yeah, and you're in like, upstate New York. like. Yeah, yeah. Geez. And so like they stayed there, and so they ended up deciding to... Basically, they went to school because when they'd go to school, they could like shower, have breakfast and lunch. And then so and then they like would come home and like help them on the house. And meanwhile, we would come every day from our house in Syracuse and like help them on the house and like start rebuilding it and stuff and like cleaning up shit. So um, so that's how they part of it was my parents come from like normal people relatively speaking yeah and like education matters Uh even though we didn't do school and um (laughs) but college was a given oh really? yeah college was a given okay but and we always knew like my parents always said like you know pick the school you're going to because you're paying for it so like yeah and also like come 18 like don't expect to have 
yeah help like right. you're on you're on like you're on your own so like, yeah. figure it out i can relate to that so, yeah so and not because they're like not supportive or no. loving they're super loving exactly yeah they just were like we have nothing to give so I don't have, anticipate yeah support same kind of thing um and so like they um so basically the idea was if we go to high school our odds of getting like scholarships or basically just making the college process would likely be easier. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a given that we were going to go to school. It's just my brothers. But they're boys, so they're because like morally gro- grounded. Yeah. You know? So yeah. they're not like untethered <laughs> lady brains with no oh, with word. no moral grounding of oh, their own. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so they went to high school. So that that's how, how they kind of like led that. But so that's why we were known to the state. Yeah. Yeah, so I just didn't do school fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And, but you did go to high school too. I did. Okay. Um, which was like the best thing ever. Ah, I can't imagine. Like it, was it had to so have been. fun. Yeah, so good. And like I was just like, what is all of this access to friends? Oh, <laughs> I was like, there are so many things to do, and I was like. This shit is so easy with a teacher. Because, <laughs> like, as homeschooler, anything books you have, you just do it by yourself. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, you get some oh, so Christian the, curriculum that you fucking, like, go yeah. do this. Go yeah. do this school. Yeah. But as soon if you, if you ever need help with anything, you're like, go luck. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah. So I, like, get to school. I was like, you got teachers? Like, what the fuck? This they will answer easy. your questions? Like, yeah. I was like, this is the easiest thing I've ever known. Oh, wow. So, like... But I didn't know, like, for instance, like, I didn't know basic math. Like, not even a little bit. So I was doing, like, calculus alongside, like, algebra. Not even algebra. Fucking long division. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But then I was like, oh, turns out, like, I'm smart. That's cool to know. Yay. Like, turns out I'm, like, really good at science, really good at, like, chemistry and, like, physics and math and stuff. And I was like, that's cool because we didn't do that. Thank goodness you got the chance to learn that. I know. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, there's all these like people you can be friends with, aren't your siblings? <laughs> <laughs> but I, was, I really liked my siblings. But then like, I also had like all this, like, I got to high school and I was like, what is all this power? I didn't have like, I had never had that much power before. Yeah. Like social power. I was not high on the totem pole in our family dynamics. Right. So then I get to high school and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> I have so much power; it's ridiculous. <laughs> you get to like make it, like yeah. Like, and so I did like figure out your place. every sport. I did like um, every club, drama, theater, art class. Like I did <laughs> every fucking club, and then um, like like I did like student court. I did national honor society. I did, like every yeah. like what do you got? I'll do it. <laughs> Bring it on! Bring it on! You were just like waiting. You I was so into school. Waiting yeah. to bloom. Like, yeah, like, are we plan planning the prom? Yeah, let's do that. Like, are we planning this? Let's do that. We do. Are we doing student council? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, like, that's so great. Are you familiar with the Enneagram at all? Because of Katie. Because of Katie. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Do you know your number? No. Okay. I'm not going to diagnose you. Or, or what do whatever. you think it is? I. You seem very sevenish. Like, like bring it on. Do the next thing. Like, always looking for. For what's next? Like ready to jump into? Not what's next. No. But I like the adventure. Yeah. What's I'm I m- less than I used to be, but was always more past oriented. Mm. Like um, like painful nostalgia. Yeah. Well, like, okay. Yeah. So so what? At what point did you? I mean, you were totally bought into the, the faith. That yeah, you like converting along the way. In. 
but, but like was, converting your friends and bringing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tricked people to go with me to like Heaven's Gate's Hell's Flames. <laughs> like literally tricked them. Is that like the It's a horrible bed play? Hell house thing, like where you No, that's the tribulation house. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Halloween. That's a Halloween, which yeah, I totally what, also tricked friends into going of, to yeah. as well. We had one of those. Heaven's Gate's Hell's Flames. <laughs> plays either someone dies goes to heaven goes to hell based on very simplistic theological principles (laughs) (laughs) and it's really to scare you it's like it's like scared straight into jesus yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) let's scare you to jesus my best way to come to jesus oh yeah no my mama my my grandparents my mama and papa like they would always talk about the different ways to come to Jesus, and that was my mamma's. She was scared of hell, and she was, and would always proudly let you know that, like, that was my path to the Lord. I was very afraid. <laughs> it's effective. Don't underestimate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh, now it's just like. Well, it's such a. It's it's so dumb. It's such a bad way to scaring. Yeah. Well, scaring anybody into anything. Some, yeah. Exactly. Like any ideological structure that's based mm-hmm. on, based on fear is like not helpful. No. And And also, it's like. It's it's exhausting. I mean, it's like even now, like even in this like shit show of Trump era. Yeah. Um, I just I like I I can't I I always still kind of I'm I'm over being afraid. Like I'm I'm over it. Yeah. I'm so I'm I like even when like I I travel by myself a lot as a woman, and like I'm over when people are like it's not really I'm over it. I'm over being afraid of like. Shit happening to my body, my spirit, like this world, like that's gonna happen anyway. Yes. Like I'd rather have like the coping skills to respond in the way that maintains my like soul and spirit. Hallelujah. Like I am over, I'm over being afraid. Yeah. Um, mm. I think there's a difference between Preach. being naive and stupid. Yeah. But, like yeah. But that that space of like panicky fear, which was our entire lives, the oh. government was gonna be hunting us, like. Just being the elements, like the ice storms and like breaking down was always there. Yeah. Like everything was scary, like all the time and chaos and like impending doom was just like constant. So I'm just like, I'm I, over it. I think it's amazing that you uh, like have been able to come to that place of saying, because I think for so many people, you stay living in fear when, when fear is your, yeah. and I can, I can't even begin to relate to the levels of fear that you were yeah. immersed in, entrenched in. But I mean, we had, you know, I, I lived in fear as well. I had yeah. you know, rays of light coming through the cloud were the rapture. And I was I'm like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I see sunbeams, you guys, Jesus Shit. is about to burst through. I'm get it. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's happening. Um, but, you know, I wasn't afraid of torture. Uh, but I mean, it's really hard to transition yeah. out of that mindset. And I mean, well, and you're afraid of everyone, including anyone who doesn't believe mm. feminazis, right? Because yeah. like, women are only referred to as feminazis if uh. they're not like submissive helpmates. And like, like the gays and the gay the agenda. Gays. <laughs> you know, like there's so many things I was just like constantly afraid of. And including like, and then all of the messages around like for girls and particularly around like sexuality. Um, you know, there's so many messed up messages 
in that version of Christianity for girls. Well, for any person. Yeah. But particularly for girls. Very unique because, messages for girls, yes. Because we're simultaneously unable to be morally, te- like, grounded onto ourselves. Like, we have to be tethered to someone else's moral agency. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right? So we don't have our own moral agency. And Oh, wow. Like, so that's why you can't be... That's why you have to go from your father's house to your, like, husband's yes. house. Like, because, like, God forbid you, like on your own and vulnerable and exposed to this heathen world. And like, but then on top of it, like you, you walk this like awful ridgepole of, because you're supposed to be asexual mm-hmm. until like until, literally the night you're married. Until the marriage bed. And like asexual. And then like not the even, Not even yeah. just appropriate godly sexuality. Not even like Christian romance sexuality. Yes. You're like fucking sexually yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah. But then you're so hypersexualized because you're constantly aware of like causing men to stumble with their like their you're wrecking his godly boner, you know, like yep. so then yep. so then you're like constantly sexualized because you're a fucking kid and doing squirrely things and people are like telling you, mm, don't do that, it's modest or whatever, and you're like, yep. what does that even mean? But so you're you're like sexualized way before you even have your own sexuality to begin with. But even when it does happen you're not supposed to be a sexual being. Yeah. And what happens is, especially for girls like, and I'll speak for myself in this, but like, like I was into girls before I was into boys. Really? But... And you were aware of that? Like you knew that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay, cool, cool, cool. I was like, so evangelical Christianity is, if you're gay, there's two reasons you're gay. Mm-hmm. One, you're in like outright rebellion against God, right? Yep. And you're like... Yeah. Shaking your fist in exactly. natural order, right? I'm going to suck a dick because yeah. fuck you, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Or you're broken. Oh. Right? Yep. Something happened, mutated your like godly desires. Yeah. Now they're, they're deformed. Yeah. You right? ha- you, Something for, happened. For me, it was uh, you, you had a deficiency in love from the same sex parent. Like that was mm, the teaching. Mm-hmm, you, know, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. you need to reconcile with your father because that's why you love men because your dad never loved you or whatever. Like, yeah. Exactly. Or you got a ball busting bitch mom. Or that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vice versa. Yeah. yeah, yeah your yeah, mom yeah. was too overbearing. And oh, my parents took those messages to heart too. Like when I, when I came out, yeah. like my mom was like, Everything like everything I, I read tells me yeah. that it's my fault. Yeah. It's so destructive. It's heartbreaking. But, but so like because um, some shit happened, like uh, very light sexual abuse when I was nine. Mm. When puberty rolled around, I was like, oh, I'm broken. That's all. Mm. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so you so, attributed so it like, to that. So like it didn't even occur to me that I'm like, oh, that's because I'm actually just wired this way. Yeah. You thought. It was one hundred. I was like. Oh well, that's that's exactly how that goes. Oh my you know? heart! So like, and then even I think of so like, I was at uh, a Jesus camp weekend. Like, it wasn't Kingdom Bound. It was like which I went to on many occasions. Um, <laughs> Got to go see the newsies and not newsies, newsboys <laughs> and DC Talk. <laughs> yeah, I saw DC the Talk like, yeah. way too many times, but um, uh. No, it was um, I went to this like weekend Jesus camp, and it was more holy roller than like something like Kingdom Bound. Um, so I should say the version of evangelical Christianity I grew up in was a blend of Assembly of God and Pentecostal mm-hmm. with Southern Baptist theological roots. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got so it. like, like very slain in the spirit, yeah. but also. Um, hyper emotionally rooted concepts not yeah. like not tethered to a theological root beyond like 
basically 70s Jesus Freak, which really is only harkening back to the like Great Great Awakening mm-hmm. tent revival of like yeah. late 1800s, right? So, or mid 1800s. Yeah. So, um, it's not. It's just uh, it's not very theologically grounded. Um, but I'm at this like Jesus camp, and the youth leaders legit go. Everyone's gonna be slain in the spirit, and so you're not leaving until you're speaking in tongues. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Dairy true believer would never fake anything." Because <gasps> I was like, "I would never fake anything." Yeah. It's just it was. It's not my style in the first place. Right. But like, I'm I'm pretty literal, and I like <laughs> tend to be like, "This is this is gonna happen if it's for real." Yes. You know, kind of thing. Okay. So you're and waiting so I'm for this. the last fucking kid in that room. All the youth leaders that are left are like laying hands, like open your heart to God, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I'm like, fuck, man, like I'm not speaking in tongues. It's and not I was coming. devastated. Yeah, it was not coming. And I was like, oh, because I'm broken. I already knew that. It's because I'm gay. <laughs> so, well, but like it made perfect sense. So I was just like, oh. That's, that's, that makes sense. Did you have to like, like, was you, did you have to tell anybody? You were like, guys, this isn't going to work because I'm yeah. fucked. No, I didn't tell anyone. You just, but you just let it. Yeah. But it just like, it made you. sense to me. Like it did, it didn't even actually mm. bother me that much. It was more just like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. I was embarrassed that I didn't speak in tongues. Yeah. I was, I was what, super embarrassed of that. What? I lied about that. I lied that and said like, oh yeah, I spoke in tongues, but I didn't. Oh, okay. But like, because no one else was left in the room, no one. No one would know. <laughs> so what was your, did you have a, like, were you trying to fix what you thought was broken in you? Did you hate, did you have like some oh. self-hate, some self-loathing around that? Like, what was your response not, to... I had more like, I I guess we're not necessarily self-loathing, but more just like, why can't I, like, why don't I have strong enough faith to fix this? Yeah. But it was, it was, it was, it didn't even occur to me that like, it wasn't, it was like, because I, I had kind of, because I was like, oh, well, because this happened, I'm into chicks and like watching Amy Grant records and <laughs> along, along with many things. Um, the Amy Grant sexual awakening. Oh man, I'll tell you the one that I was like, oh, Lena, you are definitely gay was, um, Credit Kid when he goes to Japan his love interest. Um, um, she's like wicked hot. Yeah. I don't, I like, oh, I was, I haven't so seen that in so long. In, yeah. Neither have I. Not since I was a kid. I mean, I was super, super into him. <laughs> Ooh, that hair. We had different relationships we to those sure characters. Did. We sure did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, she's like, that thing that, sh- oh, sh- sh- yeah, she's, yeah, rubbing her yeah, hands yeah, together. Yeah, sh- sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. The little drum thing. Oh. I remember like watching it. I was like, oh, Oh That's my so gosh, hot. yes. I was yes. so into her. I'm so gonna go watch that tonight. I, know. Like, I, I like just... almost I almost like don't wanna like go back to it because it's like frozen in this like very special time of Beautiful life. Space. Like, where you're like, oh my god. Wow. I was so into her. Yeah. But like um but so I was I just kind of figured I just figured that um I would eventually like Basically, I would, if I, I figured if I could just be, like, good, godly Christian woman enough, then anything that was broken would be fixed, and that would also just go away. Yeah. So it wasn't even about gay, it was just, it was about, like, I'm not a godly woman. And so, like, the stereotype of the ideal godly woman is very, like, meek and quiet Mm -hmm. and, like, delicate and, 
and sweet and, and the like, Proverbs 31 yeah, yeah. and yeah. like sacrinely sweet oh. you know where you're just like honey sweet and like really naive and innocent yeah and I couldn't not be that like more extreme not that right yes. like yes. I'm like I like I'm like for instance I'm like so good at manual labor like I and was always that as a kid. Like yeah. I liked being outside. I was like, oh, I can shovel that shit. Like I'm, and I'm like real good at it too. I'm like, and I take real lots of pride. Give in it like, to me. And my mom would be like, so my my sister Rachel was like the house kid, and I was gotcha. the field kid. House kid. Like so, my mom kid. would be like, we literally, and I'm not even just saying this like in a facetious kind of way. Like we had, for whatever reason we had multiple dishes we had to dig all the time there was always a ditch to be dug <laughs> because with like the septic tank but then we were trying to lay line to like li- like put electricity to the shed uh-huh. so there's always ditches to be dug there's just always a ditch <laughs> yeah. so like literally it'd be like is there a ditch you should be digging right now <laughs> so, my, yeah. so my mom would be like go dig a ditch <laughs> like, Chuck Colson's over we need the ditch dug <laughs> so like I'd be out digging ditches a lot and I was real into it because I was like mm, I got this down like I'm really good at this manual labor bit so like this so, this, you, this upbringing <laughs> was never going to contain you like the, you yeah. were just you were never going to like <laughs> oh. yeah but so I was always like very like even as a small person like I grew a foot in a year mm-hmm. when I was like 15 yeah but I, so even as a smaller person like I'm almost six feet tall but like at the time you know I was um I just very physically intense and very strong so I like I don't know like I never fit that stereotype <laughs> like even a little bit I love it I love it <laughs> and they're always like described and like I read a lot of like Christian romance novels which are just the worst you, you, did you ever read any No, of I never did. I did it get hocked on you? Mm-mm. That's because you're a boy. No, we read uh, Frank Peretti. That was Oh, This Prison Darkness, Prison yeah. Darkness, The Oath, all those. I, the did Oath you read was... The Tombs of Anne? Was... Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the Cooper Kids Adventure Series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leela and Scared Jay. the fucking shit out of me. Yes. Oh, The Tombs of Anak. Yeah, those. Scared me so much. Oh, me too. I think that's where my love, I love scary movies. I love I, creepy no, shit. I can't. You I can't? can't. I can't. I don't. Yeah. And like I, those books. They really wrecked my brains for a little bit there. I was so afraid. And then even like the oath, because like Because the woman gets eaten. If there's in well, half if there's the skinky the like dark, like yeah, flaky oh, tarness creepy, yeah. on their chest yeah. comes out. I have, I literally haven't read this book since I was like twelve, but like but you remember clearly it. I remember it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember it because I went to my mom I was super young. I don't know how young I was was, but I, I went to my mom and I was like why did she die? Why did the dragon eat? She's a main character. What happened? She was like, well. Slutty slut. Yeah, she was a slut. She didn't, I mean, my mom didn't say that, but she, you know, she <laughs> That's did. the message. She didn't repent from her sexual sin. Oh Bitch my God. Bitch be skanky. Yeah, no. It's, it Talk was about being scared of sex. The messages. No, it, not just scared, but like the problem is too, going back to sex real quick. Yeah. Another consequence of being like that version of like asexuality is when you ever do find yourself in any kind of sexual situation, because you have, because you shouldn't have been there in the first place, yep. but also because you've literally never had developmental skills to communicate anything about your sexuality, mm-hmm. any kind of limits, boundaries, wants, desires, nothing, like, because those shouldn't exist in the first place. Mm. So it makes it so you have no capacity to communicate. Oh, limits yes and so you were a fucking target yeah and like mm. and a really obvious one mm. and so like when it was so like when i was in college and i'm into boys too so but i was like again true believer so i like 
no sex. Yeah. But I was like any good Christian girl who knew how to run run up to the line and then stop very abruptly. Yeah. But like I had a really strict line, like even way stricter than most. Yeah, sure. Um, like, but I would, <laughs> but it made it so like, cause I was like super fucking horny, like any kid, <laughs> all the time. Oh God! And like, and so I, I would like, I was in so many situations where, like, like basically you not supposed to be there in the first place, but no capacity to communicate like your own limits. And so it makes you, yeah, it makes you a horrible target. And then what happens is you say, even for things you do want to do, like there's a reason so many like Christian girls get pregnant like the first time they have sex yeah. is because like if you have a condom, if you have birth control, it's like first degree sinning versus like manslaughter. You yes. know, it's like lost. Oh, I was wrapped up in the moment. I yeah. slipped, I fell, I repent versus I premeditatedly planned to have sex, exactly. and that's why we were used protection. Yeah. So, it, like, it sets people up for, like, the worst kind of, like, to mention, like, even if you are with someone, like, talk about, like, like, mind fuck. You know, like, bad, 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 bad. Oh, it's good now. Good job. Go. Yeah. You know, like, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's the worst, but yeah. fortunately, that is not how it happened for me. But anyway, so I, um, I, well, just really yeah. quickly, jumping back to the, I mean, I just, I can, I feel you so much on the, um, <laughs> you know, you just, you hope that you're good enough to make it go away. Yeah. Like you, okay, well, I'm, I'm fucked in this area. Yeah. Like, I'm gay or whatever. I have this same-sex attraction is what I always called it. I refuse to say the word gay until <laughs> very late in life. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, you, my hope and my prayer and my everything was just focused on, well, if I'm just good enough in everything yeah. else... That's not, you know, that might be there in my background, but it's going to fall away. Yeah. It won't be anything that So, like, the thing I was me. crushing was being not feminine, not being a god. Like, I was crushing those characteristics. Yeah. Because to me, those were the things that were in my way of being a good, godly Christian that would eventually undo my being, like, queer. So, like, me. I wasn't crushing being queer. I was crushing all the parts of my personality and personhood. Okay. I, that's what I was like. I gotta, I gotta yeah. fit in this box yeah. like a fucker. You know, yeah. like I was real dedicated to that. Yeah. Like, and in college, like I doubled down hard. I'm like, I will, I will crush this. And I was like really, really strong willed. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can, I, do I can crush that. <laughs> like I will just destroy this part of myself. Oh, like, so I was more into like crushing my personality because mm-hmm. to me, I thought that would follow. There's no way you're a seven. Sorry. I'm just, <laughs> the more I'm getting to know you, I'm like, yeah, you're, 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 you're so aware of some stuff at a very early age. <laughs> like, well, we were, we were, we were like, um, uh, my parents are, were young converts. Mm. So they did not grow up. They didn't grow up in it? No. So they found their own way. They converted in like 1974. And so like. <laughs> so they're, we're. They're oh, converts. Where did they get They're the idea to move Christians. to the woods? Like, is that because, that because was, they listened to Colson and Dobson? Yeah, and I mean, like, part of it was like, so they, they felt like, so they like, they were, so like, my like my mom's family is really normal. Like, yeah. they're like legitly normal people. Yeah. Um, my dad's family, they're like Asian European. Were, were surviving they're a little differenter yeah <laughs> a little differenter <laughs> like for instance when I went to Russia the first time like not the first time I've only been to Russia once but I've been to Eastern Europe a lot mm-hmm. and I remember going 
to Russia. I was there for about a month. And I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. It's not my family. This is a cultural thing. What was it? Like, what, like, just one... Like, relationship to stealing, for instance. Oh. Like, that is very okay to steal. Not from someone you know, but if it's, like, a store of the government, like, steal away. Okay. Yeah. It shouldn't be theirs in the first place. Hmm. So, like, like, there's a lot of, like, moral weird things that are, like, very culturally. Including also, like, the very, like, like, even being okay with, like, well, you gotta be okay with torture. There's, like, a bit of... For instance, in my family, there is no whining. There's no whining. There's no whining. And if you were, well, the, the refrain was, you need three months in Siberia. Because my grandmother spent three fucking months in Siberia. And so, like, there was no, like... Yeah. There was not... No. You, are you no in com- Siberia? No complaining. No. Yeah, it's not so, that bad. So, like, there was always this, like... St- there's this, like, kind of, like, that kind of cold yeah. fatalism yep. of, like, that are... It's, okay. like, part of like stereotypical Russia Got it. kind of mentality is yeah. like, oh yeah, that was built, b- baked in. Okay. <laughs> I get that. We had just a hint of that, uh, you know, but like talking about the depression yeah, in, yeah. in America, like that's what my, yeah. my mama would talk about. She yeah, would yeah. save tinfoil and plastic bags and, and things twist like ties that. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. So, oh wow. Yeah. So it was, it was always like, this is, this is what's going to happen. Okay. So what were you saying? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but let's go to, so when, when did you just, dis- yeah. You said it's a very slow walking away from slow. this for yeah, you, but yeah. what triggered? Anything in particular? Or you Yeah, just... I mean, like, no, not, nothing actually triggered. Basically, honestly, oh, that's right. This is why I was thinking about things. Because my parents were first-generation converts. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. That's what we were talking about. But, like, that basically, we were their only friends. Like, my parents don't have oh, friends. Okay. So, like, they talked to us and talked to us, like, with the expectation that we were engaging on the same level. Mm-hmm. So there was a certain level of like, like I read the Bible six times by the time I was done with high school. Like, and like the cover New Testament. Yeah, yeah. New Testament, New Testament, like way more than that, like at least a yeah. dozen times. Yeah. But like, I read, I actually, my favorite verse I fell in love with was like a 15 year old was Ezekiel 36, 25. <laughs> like, I was like real into the Old Testament. Deep, you're in it deep. But it actually is what made me, I ended up becoming like in my undergraduate, like a, History major? Okay. I fucking fell in love with history because of the Old Testament. I was like, this shit's hardcore. Interesting. But it's really interesting. Yeah. It, yeah. It's... <laughs> and I actually even liked all the begats because I liked the, like, the tethered through time, the generational, t- like, I fell in love with genealogical, like, yeah. evolution. Interesting. Because I was like, all the begats, like, was really comforting to me as a kid. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. everyone everyone was a part of this river of, of time. Yeah. Anyway. So... I was like, I was kind of a serious kid and, um, squirrely and, um, (laughs) totally different now. (laughs) (laughs) But so, and I had like a severe speech impediment. And so that lasted really late in life, like, like almost 14. Wow. And so basically once I could talk, Mm -hmm. I fell in love with words Mm. and I fell in love with talking. Mm. But so I went like to town on it. Anyway, <laughs> so so in terms of like the evolution out, we were part of it was we were always like, I was writing letters to Dobson at twelve. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I've really thought in this episode, you know, like yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Oh, you're you're the person who they yeah when they would read the letters. Oh yeah, I, was, be, I wrote so many letters to Dobson. They printed in like, their newsletter. But, like literally, it goes like. 
God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, James, James Dobson. Yeah, fucking Dr. James Dobson. Like, which, by the way, like, I hear his voice and I get like, oh, yeah. Age. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't have, I have, I'm not a Christian anymore, but like, yeah. I don't have a hostile relationship to Christianity. I fucking hate James yeah. Dobson. Well, that's something different. <laughs> that's something, He's, yeah. Like, like the most destructive garbage philosophies there could ever have been, and the implications were so wide sweeping. Exactly. Oh, what a garbage person! The reach yeah. was so far and so severe to the from the woods in New <laughs> yes. York, upstate like, New York, to from and like Appalachian just Mountains, of, like, North Carolina. The, like all whether it's like dare to discipline or like every yeah. single why we must win this battle and like every version, like my very first messages around like. Being queer, yeah. like, yeah. you know, like... Oh, no, preparing oh. for adolescence was my... And that's how I learned what sex was. Yeah. I, literally a cassette tape of James Dobson Page telling me... Page 82 has the actual logistics of what sex is. <laughs> Page Just 82. So you know, I'm preparing for adolescence. <laughs> well, see, I didn't have... I had the cassettes, cassette tapes. My mom handed them to me and was like, here, it's <laughs> here time for you go. to listen to this. <laughs> no, including <sighs> the politicalization of Christianity yeah, and, absolutely. Like, and the radicalization yeah. of... of that political engagement. And then what we have now today is, yeah, it's that all is, a that direct is like result. That is him. Yeah. And it's, and like Falwell and like, others, you know, like, yeah. and Robinson, but like Dobson, because he shined up that turd in the sense of mm. thinking that it was like, this is serious work. Yeah. Cause he's a doctor. Yeah. Garbage doc- doctor. Yeah. That ever could be. Anyway, that's my rant about Dobson. Well, I just, it's, it's great to hear, you know, you, you don't have that negative relationship to Christianity you itself, but I mean, no, because but also like because it's not actually about Christianity in the yeah. first place. It's identity think, politics. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's not just identity politics and the way people throw it around. It's this is how I can indicate that I've got the golden ticket in. Mm-hmm. This is how I know who's in and who's out. Mm. This is how yep. I know I'm yeah. in. This is how I know you're out. Exactly. And and this is how I know you're dangerous. This and how you're spiritually dangerous yeah. Yeah. and how I'm not. And so everything is built on... It just made it so easy. Yeah. The criteria the formula, was... The yeah. formula was the so formula. Mm, cute and simple and perfect. And yeah. it's like, perfect. Yeah. That, I mean, it was presented as... Wrap it in a bow. These are the things. Perfect, wonderful life. And like, and then he had his army of like... Like, whether it's Joyce Myers, Pam yeah. Stenzel. Like, all those horrible people who... You are all over this shit. Man, <laughs> yeah. you know it all. <laughs> like, because I literally listened... Yeah. To for hours. And then he pulled in, like, do you know who R.C. Sproul is? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. So I watched, so he did a nine-tape nine series. <laughs> on, it's called The Consequences of Ideas. Oh. It's actually really interesting. Yeah, I know. I've heard it's this. All the, it's basically the history of philosophy and philosophical movements mm. through time, through the lens of Christianity. Yeah. And like, oh, like when they're speaking about this, this is what they're really talking about. Is they're like cueing in into this like truth of God. Amazing. And it's actually really cool. It actually helped me fall in love with like philosophy. Yeah. Because I watched the series multiple times. Huh. And um Wasn't he was he really reformed tradition or Yeah, he way headier. Like yeah. and he you know, he and I read a lot of his books like Not a Chance and different ones like that, like that really attempted to was really trying to put like um basically some like grounding to a lot of like evangelical yeah. structures. And so I actually really respect he just died actually like a month ago. Did he? Yeah. Um, now, but like, Junior, R.C. Sproul Jr. is like, he's, he's on, I think he was one of the signers of the Nashville statement. Like he's, he's, mm. he's, I think gone more the way of. Well, he's um, in the camp, like horrible David Barton. I don't, he's, he's the, 
Uh, he did a <laughs> multiple part David series Biden. on basically like why he, he's a revisionary hist- historian. Okay. A revisionist historian who um, basically he his like he had tapes on like one of the tapes is called um, America <laughs> founded uh, America's founding fathers a god the Christian nation and like um, gotcha and and but like but like Sproul I, I don't know I always liked and I was fell really into because like he I remember um, he starts off the series with like the philosophical debates of Heraclitus and like Parmenides and like and but was like see they're talking about being and becoming and God is like Yahweh who is, who is and I am and like I don't know, like cool let's let's do that but like you've got like the grossness that is Dobson who was just yeah yeah anyway <laughs> so okay so college I um my sister Rachel mm-hmm. again we were always grouped together yes. we did everything together this is older sister older sister and um. And part of it is she didn't have, like, we didn't have, like, we had parents that we could rely on because they're, like, reliable. They're hardworking and loving people. Gotcha. But they're reliable to the group, not to individuals. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt loved because I was part of the group that was loved. We're responsible for our, our brood, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, like, me as an individual, that wasn't, that wasn't the same thing. Like... I remember I was leaving for college and my mom was like, oh, hey, did you get your period? I was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, thanks, mom. <laughs> Good for checking in. Like, I was literally leaving for college, like, oh. that next week. Wow, and she was wow, like, wow. hey, did that ever happen? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, So, okay. So, like, me and my sister, we did all that together. Yeah, like, got you. let's figure out how to put in tampons. Like, that was... Yeah. That we were each other's, like, parent psychologist, like best friend. Like we had to play a lot of roles for each other. Amazing. So we knew we were going to go to the same school and we, um, so we visited like 30 colleges and it was always understood that it'd be Christian. So everything from like Grove city to Gordon to like, like a, Cornerstone to Messiah to like we went to so many different Messiah, schools. I almost went in to Pennsylvania. Messiah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was my so, it was my second choice. Where'd basically. you go? I went to King in, in East Tennessee. Oh, I don't know that we King, didn't get that far. Yeah, it was very. Small. We basically we started from New York and basically went to like Pennsylvania, Ohio, yeah. Indiana. Yeah. So Michigan, we got to Michigan because my dad knew about Hillsdale, which is like hardcore conservative. Is it okay? Um, and my mom knew about. Cornerstone. Yeah. Because of fucking Christian radio. Yes. yes. <laughs> and my sister knew about Hope in Holland because we did sports and she was a sprinter and they were talking to her. She's two years old than me about like running for Hope. And and actually one of the professors, the track coach at Hope had gone to Calvin and was mm-hmm. like, hey oh, you should also check out Calvin because it sounds like that would be a good fit for you. <laughs> wow. So um so we, we visit all these schools, we get to Calvin, and it very much like I was like, I wanna go here. Like this is where we're gonna go. So we like collectively like decided and so she went to Calvin and I followed two years later. Wow. But like I knew I didn't apply to any other schools. I was like, I'm going to Calvin. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, no, I already yeah, knew I was going to Calvin. Done. Well so, yeah, especially when you have a sibling there, I I get that. But like I was I was the eldest, so I yeah. had to go figure it out. Yeah. And we ended up recruiting <clears throat> Our two younger siblings. Yeah. So four of us went to Kelvin. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Which was like everything I needed at the time. Yeah. Like, and it honestly, it's why I still like love Christianity. Huh. It's why I. 
That's such, that's such interesting language you choose. It's, I love Christianity. I'm not a Christian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, because I didn't leave Christianity because of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we have time to get there, but yeah. like I, um, I definitely had periods of time like in my 20s where I, I was like, these aspects of Christianity I can't jive with. But like I was, it always was separated from like the core messages. And actually, so... Okay, let's just skip forward real quick. Okay. So I'm in Calvin, and um, I started going to Mars, Mars Hill. Oh. So mm-hmm. Rob was our pastor. Yeah. And um, and so he, it was right before he wrote Velvet Elvis. Yeah. So a lot of the things that are in the Velvet Elvis were his sermons leading yeah. up to that. So like, so I was in school from uh, uh, 2001. Uh, 2001 to 2005, right? Okay. So that's when I was in yeah. college. Right, because we're the same age. Yes. We both were. <laughs> 2000 for me, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and I almost died in a car accident uh, when I was 18. So that's like an aside. But like no, I... That's a big deal. That's a big life event. <laughs> so <laughs> I had... Uh, I It was a week before I was supposed to leave for Calvin. I was in a really big car accident, shattered my knee, tore off my thumb... It was bad. Oh, no. So, yeah. So you you have, I was going to say you have two thumbs. Oh, look at that. Yeah, they reattached it. Works. Amazing. So, Science is amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then no one just prayed over it. So, like, <laughs> heal. So, <laughs> by the blood was, of Jesus. Yeah, no, no slaying healed that. Yeah, yeah, no. It was, it was, it was pins. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, actually, the day I got out, got out of the hospital was the day I was supposed to be at Calvin. So, I had my first semester... Um, uh, I I had been like a long distance runner and dancer blah blah, blah and like I shattered my knee oh, and so like I was I was I couldn't walk for a solid six months oh. so it was just like a lot of recovery so I was like by myself a lot I spent a lot I had to honestly that's when I rewatched all those RC Sproul mm, tapes yeah <laughs> like I read I read a bunch I fell in love with Kafka at the time. <laughs> Literally, my first book. <laughs> R.C. Sproul and Kafka. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I was I was crippled in bed, couldn't walk, do anything. And my brother gave me, because he's my most extreme, my older brother. But he mm-hmm. is always, we, he and I, we've always had, like, a connection. Like, mm. he's the guy who, like, taught me how to, like, shovel shit properly. <laughs> and, like, he is hardcore. Like, we used to break the ice of our rain barrels every day and hold our hands in our in the ice water as long as possible. And it was literally on the schedule he provided me conditioning time. It was like, let's just, we got to do this to get stronger for the sake of conditioning. So there was like, he's like pretty hardcore. What was he conditioning you for? Just to like... To en- endurance. Build up our endurance. Oh my word. For like pain. <laughs> like oh I said. Oh my word. We did weird things Yeah, no, I, I get you. I, I... <laughs> but he's really intense. But he's also real like... I'm similar to him. He's pretty literal. Yeah. And okay. I'm like crippled, can't walk, can't, and like just like really low. He gave me Kafka's Metamorphosis. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he's like, you'll identify with the main oh character, my word. which I totally did. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. me and Gregor, we get this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, yeah, no, so like, I, I had, I read like nine hours a day. Yeah. At 18, and I was like a dummy. So like, it was a really grounding time for me, and it was actually like really intense, like spiritual time, and yeah. basically it was the time where I, I kind of I I was like, what am I about, you know, in a different kind of way, like, the, 
there was no room for platitudes. Yeah. Right? Like, just give it to God. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. You know, like, there's a certain point where you're like, that doesn't mean anything. What does give it to God look like? Show me, show me that. What some, does what does giving it to God actually look on? I need paper? some action steps. Yeah, yeah. I'm depressed here. Yes. I just I'm trying to learn how to walk again. Right. What does give it to God look like in this context? So I was I was at a place where I was I was, what does faith look like with flesh on its bones? Mm. Like I wanted meatiness and mm. like evangelical. It's so flimsy. It's mm-hmm. so emotionally based. It's not. It doesn't have meat to its bones. Right. So I was primed intensely. And so then I started going to Mars, and um, that's like Rob's jam. Like Rob Bell's jam is to like, let's dive in and think about this. Let's put some fucking flesh on these bones. Yeah. So I was like, yes, this is what I need. And he was, the first sermon I ever went to was called Claim All Truth. And basically the premise of the sermon was like, if it's of God, it is true. Yes. So what does it matter, the source? Yes. And especially coming from an evangelical standpoint where the branding matters more than the it's message. A big deal. You know, like, yeah, you can listen to, like, Stephen and Annie Chapman talk about God knows what, but, like, mm-hmm. this really meaningful, powerful thing, like, if it's branded as, like, yeah. Buddhist, like, mm-mm, fuck that. Oh. You know, so it's like, there was no, you, you were always dictated by the branding. Um, and that included like who someone was like, you can meet this person who's a total douchebag, but he's a Christian. So So he's good. Yeah, exactly. And this really loving, wonderful person. He then, so like that branding was so intense, right? So Rob was the first, I went to that sermon. I was like, I needed that. He was talking about, um, claim all truth. If it's true, it's, it's, it's of God. So it doesn't matter the source. I was like, okay, I'm it's into a this. Beautiful thing. It was, and to this day, like I have, to, I try and actually like that informs a lot of things. Like even when someone is saying something to you that you don't even really like, yeah, you're like, fuck, that rings true. Yeah, like I gotta okay. listen to that. Okay, mm, okay, I hear you. <laughs> you know, like that. Like so, I, I there was, I appreciate that. But then he um, was like, yeah, let's let's uh, let's get down to business. Let's talk about what does this look like in action. And, um, and then also Kelvin, it's Christian reformed, right? It's, yes. it's Calvinist. Yes. And so, uh, that's a theological framework that has been around for like 500 years yeah. mm-hmm. since like the late six, I mean, literally, right. Didn't yeah. we just celebrate the <laughs> yeah. 95 thesis, the posting of the 95 yeah, thesis? Yeah. That's like what? Celebrate. Like, like I something? had a party at my house. Didn't that just happen? No. <laughs> 1507 or something. Yeah, yeah. But so like Calvin's right around, he's a contemporary of Luther. So, um, but like basically Calvin's super heady. Like Calvin's like the like John Calvin is like the most boring fuddy daddy mm-hmm. in all the world. Whereas like Luther's like a drinky kind of yeah. like <laughs> jolly yeah. man. Like Luther uh, Calvin's always been like, mm-mm. Yes. Let's get serious. I mean, look at like you get like Cromwell and like we we can't go bowling. That's too sinful. No more <laughs> Christmas. It's too pagan. Like they like Puritans are hardcore. We know this. Yes. But they're heady as fuck. I, I should stop cursing so much. So You'd sorry. Fine. You do not need <laughs> but to. So, Don't worry. <clears throat> but so Calvin was exactly what I needed because it was so gotcha. heady. Okay. Like I always tell this because I think it like exemplifies Calvin. I was in the weight room and there's so like it's mostly Dutch. Like it's a predominantly Dutch school. Uh-huh. And 
the Dutch are the tallest people in the world. <laughs> Literally. They're like giants. And um, on average, they're the tallest people. And I'm pretty tall. And so I was like, oh, sweet. I'm like amongst people. I'm like average. Yeah. <laughs> real real, real yeah. average here. I'm in the weight room and I look over and there's these two giant meatheads pressing. And the one guy presses up and he goes, but how is that consistent with the nature of God? <laughs> talking about in the weight room i was like yes this is where i need to be oh my word <laughs> that's how calvin was so like it's super heady and like everything is like <laughs> how do we deconstruct this what's the like let's do some heavy exegesis on this like they're like the headiest people i've ever been around gotcha and that was exactly what i needed i needed to like what does this mean yeah. in real life let's deconstruct this let's talk about it but i was never I never was looking at it from a framework of leaving Christianity or even doubting it. I wasn't even doubting it. It was just more like, I want to understand this because I want to know what this, what is this based on? So like, and so I was going to Mars Hill that whole time. And then like around the same time too, I mean, like I'm still very queer, not out to myself or anyone. And it was at Calvin where basically... I started meeting Christians that weren't evangelicals who like, I remember, so my best friend, I met her on the first day at Calvin. I remember one time we were talking about the flood and like, I literally watched like quote unquote like documentaries about like the, the flood and like Mount Ararat oh, having the yep. fucking ark. We did too. Yeah. Yeah. We did too. Like the photographic evidence. Oh of, yes. Like the ark. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Which was cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, love... I gotta get to. I got my ass yeah. to Mount Ararat. Yeah, so like, I, love I gotta do that. Um, we were taking a walk, and at one point, I was struggling because I grew up creationist, it's hardcore. Yep. And Calvin does real science because it's a real school. Mm-hmm. And I was in like cell biology. She was in cell biology with me, and we're learning about like mitochondrial DNA. And I remember being like so guilty guilt-ridden, like anxiety guilt-ridden because I'm like, this makes so much sense. And I was, this shouldn't make so much sense because it's supporting evolutionary theory. Yes. So I was like, this is so sinful. But I was like, but then you've got like Dr. Zylstra here who's like talking about like God all the time. I, it like blew my mind. And I remember, I was so embarrassed. I did so many things like as a freshman that I was like, oh God. Like we were talking... I was doing like, I was in a history class, like a general history class. I, because it was basically, I would start quoting like Job (laughs) of the the, like, you know, the dinosaur. The the Leviathan. Yeah. I was like, anyway, so I'm like taking a walk with my friend. I was like, really struggling with like cell biology's like theological implications Mm -hmm. and I was like but the flood and fossil records you know trying to like bringing up all the evidence I had been given you know evidence Um, and she's like but is that does that really matter to the point of the flood story it's like yes that is exactly the point of the flood story and she's like I always understood it as like you know like promise of God's like love and and like support and Mm -hmm. Enduring, enduring, endurance of your life and faithfulness and all these things. I was like, 
<laughs> that's too flimsy. Yeah. Like, I was like, what is this? What is this, like, love yeah. talk you speak of? Like, right. this is about fossil records. <laughs> <laughs> so, you like, you like genealogies? Yeah. And, you like... <laughs> and then, but so, like, I, I was just like, it blew my mind that people, what is, what was raised, I was raised to believe is blasphemous, was like these other Christians who totally believed things. Yep. And I was like, what? Yep. You believe in evolution? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had I had a friend of mine on this podcast who from college who was the first Christian I ever met who believed in evolution. Yeah, and I was we, like, she's like one of my best friends like to this day, but it almost it, like, didn't it, happen. It blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And so, like, honestly, it was like really slow. I cannot believe how loving my friends are. It's stupid. Mm. It's stupid how loving mm. they were. Like, yeah. and it was so weird. Like, I'm weird now. They were, I was so weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so weird. And like, and like, and like, and also, um, uh, like, like trashy. Like, like in the sense of like real, real scrappy. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I've also learned, I know how to pass in class settings. Like, with you, I'm more like, you know, but like, I can, I can pass as sure. someone who did grow up like. Gotcha. Literally shitting in buckets, but like, because <laughs> I have <laughs> lots, but like, um, but so I know how to pass <laughs> as someone who didn't grow up shitting in buckets, yeah, yeah. So, but like, but like, not at the time, yeah, at 18, yeah, that is not where I was at, yeah, and you didn't have that skill set yet, yeah, sure, nope. And, um, so like, when I look back and I'm like, I cannot believe how loving all oh. these friends were, it's so like to this day, I'm like, can't even. Can't even handle it, how great they are. But so I basically first slow, 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 slowly, little conversations here and there of people who are like, who I morally trusted because they were branded Christians, right? And who were really seeking. And they were, they were seeking themselves too. And mm-hmm. like, um, <clears throat> and like, like very love-based and, um, and serious, like, super serious. Like, when we were juniors, like, so, like, two of my very best friends, like, um, so, Justine and Miriam, as juniors, we started what we called the spiritual growing group, because we didn't want a book club, and we didn't want, like, a Bible study. We wanted, let's do some serious spiritual work here. But it was really, because we, we were all, like, at this place of, like, we got to figure out what we actually believe here. Yes. And, and we were so earnest. Like, we read, like, um, Celebration of Discipline, and it's, like... What's was it Forrester Foster Richard Richard Forrest Richard Foster or something, yeah <laughs> Foster and like some help from the side yeah, yeah good good looking out <laughs> but so um, we read like le- screw tape letters we were like yeah, we were like okay but we yes, were discussing yes. it as it related to our real lives not just theoretically yeah you know like what does this really mean what why is there this what this feels arbitrary this sexual line in the sand like what why are we doing this like what does this mean. Because we're all like virgins, but like very trying to figure You're out just, like why. Yeah, inquisitive, yeah. curious minds. Yeah, sure. yeah. And so we were very serious, and like we were, but like so Calvin was this like perfect incubator for me. Wow. So it was like wow. I got to like like really get down, like let's talk about it, let's think about this, and um, and I was like surrounded by people like who were like amazing women. And part of it is like I grew up as an evangelical. Women are the fucking worst. Yes. In 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 terms of all messaging. Yep. Women are petty and shitty and mean. Yeah. And like, 
like fickle and shallow and like morally untethered and like really um, basically the worst parts of humanity. And I like Mm. meet all these women that are like amazing. Phenomenal. And I was like, where have you? And there's this like dismissal of female friendship and like evangelical spaces. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I meet these women who are like these fierce, like, they have so much substance to them. The best kind, you know? And I'm like, I literally have chills just thinking about them because mm. I love them so much. And they're like so cool and yes. funny and interesting and like about something. And like, who am I going to be? Who do I want to become? So they were exactly the women I was like, yes, can't believe I found these women. Who would have thought at Calvin? That's amazing. Oh my God, yeah. No, it was great. And then I was a, I was in, I was a history major. I was biology, switched to uh-huh, history, uh-huh. blah, blah. And so, like, history department, same thing. Like, they were, like, super heady, but, like, yeah. really, like, like um, earnest and just, I don't know, like, and, like, it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. And then, um, basically... I, I, I just, I mean, I have to say, I just yeah. say, like, I mean, you're saying things that I have not been able to give language to yet, but you're, I mean, I just, you're ringing so true right now with my own experience, <laughs> because I... Grew up the best friend of girls, almost yeah. always. You know, I didn't have my first male friend until late in high school. Um, and I just remember things being said to me from adults. Yeah. Like, just, like, what's wrong with you, Matthew? Yeah, why like, would you hang out with a girl? You're spending all... It, there, was, there was... It was worth There was time. one time where... So I, I wrote songs growing up, and my and I had a songwriter. My best friend was my songwriting partner. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember once we... We, uh, it was after a trip to France. We came back and we had this experience with a homeless lady there. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, it changed our lives. So we wrote mm-hmm. a song about it in 10th you know, <laughs> grade. So <laughs> I love it so much. In 10th grade. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but that's like the best part of Christianity. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Know. You're right. The sincere, it's the innocent, so the beautiful, earnest. earnest. The, like, the like painfully oh. earnest, but like really like awesome at it the same is. time, but so embarrassing. Yeah, it yeah. is. So yeah, now it is, absolutely. <laughs> but no, my, we sang that song for our church and my papa got up because he was the... Pillar of our church, and mm-hmm. he he got up to speak uh, after we sang, and he just he looked down at us and he was like, "Matthew, you know, I've always wondered about what this friendship was with Kristen, and uh, now we know. Like, it's because I, you know, finally yes. we have something of value to offer. But right. it, like, that's that right. characterizes the whole yeah. They were not perspective. Worth, like, they why? were not worth. And she was friendship. she was my best friend. Like, we every Sunday we went one of us went home with the other. Like, you yeah. know, it was that kind of friendship. We did yeah. slumber parties, and but my papa had been wondering about it my whole life the girl yeah i mean like and that was always like uh, oh it was gosh. always and like even down to like basically as a girl why would you ever hang out with a girl and the only people you should care about is you, your future husband mm-hmm. or your family who you like, who you pray for and write letters to right like <laughs> yeah your hope chest <laughs> oh gross <laughs> so um yeah it's terrible but like um, yeah, so I like, I, just like, it completely just like shattered my understanding. And all of a sudden, that's I was so like, beautiful. Yeah, and I all of a sudden was like, I belong to this like army of people mm. who like, I like, I had never felt that kind of like connection and rest of like security and like unconditional love in ways that I had never known. Because I was like, like doubting, struggling, trying to figure things out. And I had these people who were like, Walking with me, like, it's okay, you don't have to figure it out. Like, we're walking with you, too. Like, we're we in this. Uh, like, uh. it was so good. It was, like, so good. Um, and we had this, we had this like, house. It was a beautiful house. I've never lived in a house so nice. 
to this day. Uh, I don't think I ever will. Um, of like five women. Yes. And like cook meals together oh and God. listen to like Spanish guitar. You know, it was like very cheesy, but so great and perfect. And like we didn't have like a TV. It was like, mm, such a beautiful stereotype of mm. like early 20s and I but it was it. that very earnest very dedicated um and but also in the course of it all like you just start asking questions and like really trying to seek it out answers of like what do you believe what what rings true but more than anything i just heard experiences outside of my own that like like I, even though I was like, well, I'm not going to be gay. <laughs> like, like again, like, right. um, <laughs> I won't be having sex, but like, yes, I understand why you did. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Like, yeah well, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like I started basically like my, they humanized the human experience, mm. the spectrum of like what it is to be human in this world. Mm. And like, cause there was no other versions. Yes. There was only one version yeah. of living. Mm-hmm. As, a, as an evangelical. So, like, they basically give gave, like, empathetic flesh to, to, like, experiences that I was like, oh, you can be a good person and be this. You can be someone who I get to trust with my heart and you are, you believe this. And so they basically started, like, filling out, like, the depths of, like, what it is to be alive in this world, you know? I do know. I'm so moved. This is just phenomenal. Like, I'm so happy that you had this. I know, because like, it could have gone so different. No, yeah. The, yeah, first, yeah. the first part of your story is just gut-wrenching. <laughs> gut-wrenching. Fascinating and amazing, and I want to hear more, but, like, gut-wrenching. And to, I'm so glad that you know, found it a like, tribe. It's like I could breathe, like, for the first time in a different way. And so then, like, basically, school ends... I don't know what to do. I've working. I've been working since I was fourteen at this point. I've been like financially independent since I was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. Like first job, electronics assembly mm-hmm. line. But then, yeah. like you know, like I and so throughout college, I'd been a waitress. And um, so I was like, and basically, right at the same time of graduation, all the women, like we we all left. Like one went to DC for grad school. One went to. Guatemala one went to like everyone left yeah but we it was like we and it was kind of the sense of like we just came from this incubator now is the time mm-hmm. let's go who are we gonna be in this world and so I was like fuck man I don't know and like <laughs> and part of it is I had to like break up with my sister mm. like legit we had like a four hour mm. loving breakup she was getting married and like her my brother-in-law was like I need to be married one person like you guys yeah. are ch- I don't know where you end and she begins and vice versa like I need to know that like I'm marrying one person yeah because we were so unhealthy independent like intertwined sure but we were we needed you that needed in a lot it. of ways absolutely yeah. you needed that but and it was what we needed at the time and so we we had this like really beautiful breakup we like walked around this place called Reed's Lake in Grand Rapids and we um, broke up with each other. And we basically said all the things of, like, thank you for being my mom. Thank you for being my, like, best friend. Thank you for being my, like, significant other and all of this. Like, we were each other's person. And and it was, yeah, but we, like, broke up. Like, it was, you know, that doesn't sound very healthy, but it was the truth. <laughs> so, so we break up. 
she gets married and moves to um, Ann Arbor for grad school. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I was like, well, I've never been west of Chicago. And I'd been a waitress, and one of my regulars was like, well, we just came back from a convention in San Diego, and it was really pretty. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay. And I knew one person from college. We'd gone to Russia together, but like we didn't know each other super great, but I knew she had come out here for grad school. So I was like, hey, what if I moved to San Diego? You know, like that was <laughs> nudge, like that was nudge. kind of it. But like I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have, I didn't know really anyone. I didn't have a job. Yeah. I didn't have life skills. So I didn't really have a place to live yet. <laughs> I bought a one-way ticket, August first, two thousand six, oh at six a.m. And I'll show it to you later. But like, all my women came to me with me to the airport at like five in the fucking morning, oh. and like it was a very comical scene because. Again, didn't have life skills. I had packed mostly books. <laughs> so I was way overweight. All my bags were overweight. And they're like, what the fuck is in here? I opened it up and it's all these... RC Sproul and it's Kafka. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I had all these books inside because they had joked. They had joked. Because I had two suitcases. Oh. They're like, what, the, what do you have in here? It's like Books. books? And I literally opened them. There was just books. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, like, frantically trying to give books to people and be like, keep them. I want these back later. But, like, I can't take them right now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. So I flew out here, and I had had an empty house party, like, two two nights before. So I had, it was, like, it was, like, three weeks before they changed the liquid limits Mm -hmm. on the planes. Mm -hmm. So I had, like, Jim Beam. (laughs) And, um... (laughs) And they had given me all these letters. They had all written letters to me. Oh. And so I had like like seven people like at like, yeah, it was like 4.30 in the morning in Grand Rapids Airport with my all my fucking books. And so I like was so sad, but I was like, time for new adventure, time to go. And basically, because I always erred on the side of like living in the past at the time, I knew if I stayed, I'd like be grasping for shadows. Like I would just, I would... I'd get stale. Mm. And so I was like, I need to like do the hard thing and start even though it like sucks. So yeah. So I 6 a.m. flight to San Diego. I like got drunk on the plane weeping, like, like so awkwardly weeping like the entire time. (laughs) And the woman next to me was like, are you okay? And I was just like, I'm moving. I'm going to not see these girls. Like I was such a mess and I'm reading these letters which I still have, and I literally have like tear stains on these letters because oh. I'm drunk and weeping the entire flight. This is my favorite story ever. <laughs> so I get here and I see palm trees for the first time. I didn't even know anything about the city. I was so dumb. I sold my car to move here because so I was like, oh, it's a big city. At that oh, point, yeah. I had been to <laughs> Europe and like East Coast, and so I was like, oh, oh, yeah, no, no, I'll just take public transportation. Bad idea. Yeah, but like, so if I didn't you want to take two hours to get to. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have like yeah. life skills enough to like do any research, oh, my think word. about a job. I was like, meh, I'll find a job, and I did on my second day as a waitress. Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> so then, who needs life skills? You, yeah. You, <laughs> so then, so then, you got gumption. Katie, who was friends with. The person I knew when we first moved down here, uh-huh. she, basically, because we she had been friends with her. She's another Katie. There's two Katies. Okay. So, so the Katie you know that we both know. Gotcha. 
she had been living in Denver and for this like volunteer thing <coughs> and was had way more life skills and was way more planned out and had already been talking to our other mutual friend Katie mm-hmm. of like hey I want to move to San Diego blah blah and so basically Katie put me and our Katie together yes gotcha so we lived together and so she of course had a job lined up when she moved out here <laughs> And um, she started working as like a programs assistant at the Alzheimer's Association. Uh-huh. And they get bonuses to like, if you refer someone oh. to like hire oh. that like stays. Nice. Like they get like a hundred bucks or something. Awesome. And so they needed a receptionist. And she's like, hey, Lena, how about you come work there? And I was like, perfect. <laughs> so on like my third week, um, no, it was like, yeah, like a month. Um, I started working there, and basically, like, since then, like, what ended up happening was, oh, man, crazy. So, because we we can't talk forever in yeah. the day. <laughs> basically, the last 12 years, what happened was, what happened was. What happened was. <laughs> I was here for about a year. Mm-hmm. I... I had already at that point, like, de- particularly started with, like, sex. I had, like, deconstructed sex to a point where I was, like, on what is this based? Yes. Especially as a woman, like, your your concepts of, like, moral integrity, your capacity to be faithful to a partner, your ability to be a person of value in general, like, to, you know, like, your your capacity to be, like, considered, like, intelligent or have a valid opinion, like, all of those things are all based on like your vagina yeah. and like purity in our society, whether Christian or not, like you're, there's a reason we talk about like, Oh, she's a dirty slut or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like women who are like, it's all based on this purity culture, mm-hmm. whether it's overt in like Christian world or mm-hmm. more subversive and um, subtle in the secular sector. But like either way I had at that point was so, I had felt the consequences of that so much. Like um, when I was in college when I was 20, um, I was assaulted by this dude. And part of it was, I of course was like, oh, obviously my fault. But I was like sober, a virgin, in a sweatshirt, you know, like all the things, right? And I was like, oh, wait, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, nope, doesn't matter. Yeah. But I, so I was like, but so by that point I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm like a virgin, I'm 23. And I was like, this is dumb. This is some bullshit right here. And this is based on bullshit ideas. Like, this is the fundamental ideas on what, how, all these consequential ideas of, like, you know, how we talk about particularly, like, women and their sexuality. Um, it's all based on this core concept that you're not valuable if you're not pure, whatever that means, yeah. right? And so I was like, that's dumb. I'm over it. Yep. And so, fortunately, I had kind of done the work. I'd already, like, gone to therapy. I'd kind of done the work in college Good to be like, you. no, this is dumb. Good so, I was, like, 23, and I was like, okay, I am ready. <laughs> and so, fortunately, like, I've never had guilt-laden sex, which is fantastic. Right? Because how many Christians do we know who have, like, had, like, oh, the horribly guilt-laden oh, sex yeah. for so long? Still. Yeah. I still... Str- and It's I, funny because sex was the last... One of the last things I started to deconstruct. Like, for you, yeah. you were saying, like, you had done that earlier. Well, it took me a long time to Well, in terms of action. Yeah. Because, like, I had theologically and, like, ideologically deconstructed it for years already. Mm-hmm. But I was like, 
I was real horny. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I am ready. And I'm in and San so, Diego and yeah, everyone's yeah. beautiful. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like I had met this dude who, um, and I had told myself the next person that I feel like safe and cozy with, I'm doing that. Yeah. Don't have to be in a relationship. Don't have to. I was like, nice. I am. We're going to. Nice. Gonna, pop that off yeah so like but so I like um I wanted to go to Poland with my grandmother and so it sounds like a weird segue but it's (laughs) like it matters so I had I had um I had been living in San Diego for about a year um me and um Penninga Katie we moved in with our other friend Kate there's so many fucking Kate's so many Kate's I know but so her friend um who had been like her friend since forever like middle school was like hanging around. I was like, that'll do. So we like we're like fooling around. And <laughs> I was do. like, yeah. So, not expecting like anything other than that. I was like, he feels cozy. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. And uh but then like of course, like because I'm real honest, can't lie, and I'm real <laughs> earnest. Um <laughs> we were fooling around and he's like, um, when was the last time you had sex? It. You had so, to ask. Yep. <laughs> you had to ask. And so I was like, well, actually, so I come from this background. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm not even lying to you. We're literally like naked in my bed. And I'm like, so I was raised to be evangelical. <laughs> so there's a context here. But understand, I've already deconstructed this. Oh my god, I love you so much. I had the exact same experience. <laughs> and exact. he like looked at me like I was like a monster. Yep. Like I had many heads. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think we should do that. Yep. I was like, God fuck. Yep. Did you not? Did no. You? No, me so neither. Then, yeah. I was like, God damn it. I had to go through that to learn to just shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like, get this. No, so get this. And it's looking back, I'm like, God damn it, it's so like paternalistic and bullshit, but whatever. He's like he was like, okay, so you're leaving for Poland, and then you're, I was, I was going to go to Poland for a month with my grandmother, uh-huh. and then I was going to hitchhike for about a month by myself in Eastern Europe. So I was going to come, I was like, which I did. As you do. Yeah. As you do. Well, I had this, like, idea of, like, I want to do that. And, Love it. And I, it was awesome. But um, he's like, you're going to Europe right now. It was, like, three weeks before I was leaving. He's like, we can just hang out in, like, the oral space. <laughs> like, if you want to still fuck when you get back, like, uh-huh. okay, fine. Yeah. But at that point, wow. I I was like, it's so annoying. Yeah. Because that was, I was like, that's annoying. But I was like, fine. But, um, but also, at the time, in terms of Christianity, I was looking at Fuller Seminary. Yes. Because I was recognizing that, I was less and less identifying with the strong statutes of Christianity as an identity. Mm-hmm. I still very much, it was very much the vehicle for my spirituality and faith structure. Yeah. But in terms of, I realized that camp was less and less important to me yeah. because I was surrounded by people that were not Christians. Yeah. And that I really liked and were good people. Yep. With like strong moral compasses that I trusted, you know, but like, so I was like, if I just get back to like being surrounded by Christians, like, this won't slip away. Interesting. Because I had anxiety about it slipping yeah, away. I sure. was never trying to rebel. Sure. Even even within like wanting to like have sex or do other things, I was just like, 
well, that's just that's just interpretations of Christianity. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Yeah. But like the from a structural standpoint, I was like, no, 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 I belong to this. Yeah. This is my first it's, language. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this is and my it's heart. language I want to speak. Mm. So like, mm. but so I go to Europe, I come back, and in the meantime, it's like terrible Christian romance novel. But like we like had like wrote a bunch of emails and you know it was like more feelings involved. So we like I, I like, still have the I still have email uh, file folder in my Yahoo Mail account, which I don't use. I still have all those emails saved. Yeah, but. yeah. I but so what, and that, well, part of it was okay. So this actually matters to the story. Um, a week after our first date, he had gotten genetic test results that he has Huntington's disease from UCSD. Mm. So Huntington's is a neurodegenerative terminal illness mm. um, that basically looks like schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's all in one. It's a Jesus terrible fucking Christ. disease. And um, and it was he was twenty three, I was twenty four, and it was so it's a death sentence, a slow one that is in the future because he wasn't symptomatic yet. Yeah. But so part of it was, I'm already I'm I grew up the way I did, I don't flinch at that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's yeah. like oh yeah. Yes. You know, like, yeah. I don't get scared by things very easily. Yeah. And You're prepared for torture. Exactly. Like, is, this, is someone tearing off your skin? Yeah. Oh, no. Then this is okay. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like, really, I don't get scared easily. And yeah. I think I was also, I'm naturally pretty positive, and I, it doesn't take me a lot to be happy and joyful. And I also, um, just by personality, it's just, and I just won the lottery when it comes to like uh like mental health Mm. like and i I have enough friends that like struggle with anxiety and depression that like i know what a lucky straw i drew when it came to like mental health because like i I don't really struggle in the way that i know a lot of people i love do that's a beautiful way to look at it so he was very attracted to me for those things yeah and i was like uh, you know, like, so there was, um, there was easy connection because he, he just got in this death sentence at 23 and was like rec- trying to reconcile. And it was literally a week before our first date. No, a week after our first date. Okay. And in like August 07. And like, um, so it just, it accelerated the connection on the emails and things like that. Yeah. So, um, so like I got home, we had sex and then we, like that day, (laughs) and then, um, did he pick you up from the airport? He did. Yeah. (laughs) January 4th. (laughs) Um, but so, but like, and so that was one of the first things I remember being like, one of the first, like, I guess like things is like, okay, this is dumb. Mm. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm. And like that was like, but because that was never a part of my like. You you ever meet those kids that were like, oh, I was fourteen. I thought this was kind of dumb, and I wasn't gonna do it anymore. I was like, what at fourteen? Yeah. How did you have like the like oh, yeah. wherewithal to say well, like those, no? Those are the kids I thought I was gonna help back to the Lord. Totally. You know, like, those backsliders. Yeah. They just don't know yet. Rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I. I even even when I first first like came out which was like a very mild version of coming out which said same sex attraction and I'm single mm-hmm. and celibate and I'm never going to act on it that kind of thing the kid who I thought was the bad kid in my from you know yeah. all of uh, middle school and uh, high school 
emailed me. We hadn't talked since graduation. And um, he emailed me. He was like, why, why are you doing this? Like, you're okay. You know that, right? Like, <laughs> and it took that guy, like, to tell me that I was okay. The guy yeah. that I thought I was always... You're going to save. Oh, Lord. Yeah. No, so, like, I, I was never someone to be like, this is dumb. Mm. But, like, because, again, though, I wasn't saying Christianity was yeah, dumb. No, but I was this... Like, well, this is, like, culturally founded. You can see where this came from. This is, like, re- related to, like, culture. I was, I'd been a history major. So, like, when you look at, when you start seeing the advent of certain ideas, whether it's, like, women can't be in the church. Oh, yeah. well, that's an advent when the popes were fighting. You yeah. know, like, you, when you start seeing the historical <laughs> moment in time where this idea that we attribute to, like, our, like, God or God's personification, mm-hmm. and you see it's, like, advent, you're like, well, if it was true with the capital T, it would have always been. Yes. It wouldn't yeah. have ever had a historical advent. Yeah. So, like, anything that, like, was... Has like, a moment. Has a moment. I was like, well... Okay. That's dumb. Yeah. Because that, I can like point... Like, priests, priests not being able to marry... Right. That's because... They're they trying to show their purity above others. And they didn't yeah. want to pass on, like, church property to... If the priest died, they didn't want a woman to end yeah. up inheriting church property, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So, like... So, they're, like... These moments and times that when we think of like the characteristics of Christianity or God in particular, I was like, all these ones that didn't ring eternal, mm-hmm. I was like, that maybe I'm into because it's maybe still founded in something good. Yeah. But if I saw like essentially destructive consequences, including like when I was assaulted, had I had the like the, the wherewithal and the, and the words and the framework. To be able to be like, just even to have, have asked yourself like, like anything, but because I was so handicapped by the faith mm-hmm. structure for how I was supposed to be, like I didn't have muscles mm. to like be a human person of who I was, right? Mm. They were like they didn't exist. So I I think like things that had like very tangible consequences, or when I think of. Um, like being like I had enough people who I loved say, "Hey, when you say this thing about how I'm going to hell or whatever, like this is how it hurts me. Mm. This is why this hurts." Like I, the more I kind of experience, like this is the consequence. Like I just really hurt this person. Yeah. Like or yeah. you know like, the more I pointed to that, the more I was like, okay, I'm into this whole bigger part mm-hmm. and my concept of like existence and meaning and purpose, but like these facets, like, if they're not, if they don't, and this was always Rob Bell in my voice, in my head, too, of, like, if it doesn't make me better at loving, if it doesn't make me better at kindness, if it doesn't make me better at, like, care and giving a shit, Hmm. like, it's not of God. Like, it's not, it's not something I'm going to be about. And so, like, Oh man. That was kind of that was so, so beautiful. That was like my like twenties. And so like I was still I was still very much identified as a Christian. And honestly, so what ended up happening was to like wrap this up is um <laughs> I've I've kind of already decided in my head that this is just gonna be a two part episode <laughs> because okay. yeah, we're coming up on two hours and there's so much good <laughs> stuff here. So talk away, don't worry. Okay, so is Basically, I got to a point of like, and this is all so slow and over years and tiny little conversation and no moments in time. But so, I hope this isn't like scandalous or anything, but like, so like also, I have never been 
um, I've always been kinky as well. <laughs> so like this is like, Katie knows this. There are so many times like when you're a kid. Like so, I was. Do you listen to um, uh, Hot Mike by chance? No. Dan Savage's new podcast. Oh that no. Is, so it's fantastic because. Is I, that what it's about? Like. No, no, it's he, he, it's it's narrative storytelling, but oh. just about sex. Ooh, okay. But uh, like, in very different than Savage Love. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, and I was listening to this one, and it was like this one chick who's like, um, it's a beautiful story. But anyway, she's like, <laughs> she's telling this story, and I'm like, I haven't identified with something so strongly in in a, in a while. But she's like, yeah. <laughs> When when all when all my girlfriends were like wanted to get on like Aladdin's carpet ride, I was the only one who was really into when Jafar put shackles on her hands. Oh, and like, yes. and like and I was like, me too. Oh my god! Like, so like, <clears throat> never been. Uh, I've I've been like since f- as long as I can remember. Before I was a sexual being, I can't even. I was super into BDSM. That's amazing. And when I look back and like my like. Yeah. Like anything that those, caught my eye. Marks. Oh my god, yeah. I was like, oh my god, yeah. Talk about consistency though, because it was always the same thing. I've never even considered that, but now that I'm like picturing that scene <laughs> in my head, there must have been so many people who, who like had their part of their sexual awakening. They're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, no, and like, Damn. like people also talk about like like yeah, like yeah, there are so many movies, there are so many shows where you're like <laughs> Oh, you have always been into this, but so I'm I'm a switch. So I've there's I have a wide variety of things yeah. I'm into. Yes, but and um, uh, so I basically I found out that I um was super good at that, <laughs> and um, <laughs> well I found out. <laughs> so part of it is. You have to like, oh sorry. Sorry. To be, um, so fortunately, so my um, I ended up, I ended up marrying that guy. <gasps> wow. But, um, we he even though there's a lot of things that I'm not gonna get into, he when it came to particular like sexuality, mm-hmm. was like exactly perfect because he didn't come from any kind of like faith background or mm. things like that, <clears throat> and so. It was while we were together in the space of being together that I got to explore being queer mm. with other women, with mm. kind of within like the BDSM scene. Yeah. So I got to like it was a very really safe kind of loving space to kind of come into. So that's where basically being like I finally came into myself in terms of like being queer. Wow. Was within the was context of that a marriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so beautiful. So, um, but like so I. And it was hilarious was uh, never once has been someone been like surprised when I had come up to them. Like, yeah. Not one person. They're, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some were like, it's about time. But mostly not a soul was surprised. Yeah, isn't that the way it goes? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had I thought I had a real good cover going. And most I, I, some people were surprised. But they were the people who weren't kind of, they weren't that in tune to what was going on around them anyway. (laughs) Anybody of of consequence was like, yeah. Yeah. But so like that was, that was kind of one of those, but the biggest thing was, so along the way, so as I was kind of like exploring that, I had my feminist awakening. 
Which was, it took about four years, and I, if you haven't gathered by now, I can be a little intense. (laughs) And particularly intense in terms of like, when I want to learn about something. Mm. I tend to go, there's a reason I read all the Old Testament bunches of times, right? <laughs> like, I go a little, yeah. little heavy on it. Like, I relate to you on that. Yeah. yeah, so I ended up kind of stumbling upon... Actually, my ex-husband's um, ex-girlfriend was, like, one of the first feminist chicks I knew. Mm. And um, Alex. And she, um, she had, like, posted on Facebook. Uh, and it was right as I got onto Facebook, going, like, you know, like, 2008 or something... Um, a blog for Shakespeare, and I was like, "Well, this is very interesting." And I ended up over a course of four years, I read. So, especially in the early aughts, the blogosphere was the space for, especially a lot of feminist writing and like very third wavy. Yeah. And um, I ended up reading all archived blogs, and then everyone's blog roles that they link to all of their archives all of their book lists so like whether yeah. you know, like first wave second wave third wave yeah. feminist writing I, so in a four year period of time like I read I basically gave myself like a master's level like amount of literature writing reading awesome. for like gender studies and started really looking at like um, but of course as soon as you start looking at that you start overlaying all the intersectionalities. So when you start layering on like, you know, race and class and um, ability and mm-hmm. like all of these other spaces that intersect with how does that how does that relate to feminism, but also how does that relate to like, um, our life culture, and like in yeah. culture and Christianity in mm. particular, and um, and especially because like I also very much went into the 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 whole web space of basically the, it's like a Venn diagram but there's the men go their own way guys there's the kind of the game the 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 like you know like the pickup artist type crew that overlaps and then there's the like hyper conservative um, guys and they all kind of mm. over overlap in different ways ideologically but so basically they all are reaction re responding to um, women who don't fit that Christian ideal. Mm. Whether they're Christians or not, it's ultimately like these women who think that they're basically more than right. a mother yep. and like a pussy. And a womb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like either for my gratification or for God's, you know, will. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. And um, so I kind of, I was in this space um, reading everything and even like, and just kind of like looking at a lot and, and, um, you know, including things that like, I was like, well, that's a little extreme, but, (laughs) but, um, I, along the way, Christianity still always maintained, um, it was still always the vehicle for my spirituality, but there was a period of time where um, I was so I was so annoyed by the social consequences of Christianity in like the the Dobson versions basically yeah. yeah and not the Rob Bell versions basically of like what does it mean for how this is shaping you but rather how is it being used to shape society in a really destructive way yeah. um, and I was like I need a little break 
I'm like going to church, doing that. And um, I was still, and any time like Rob had a new book, or I'd still always read that or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was still listening to um, and reading blogs that overlapped. Like there was this one blog, uh, it's called No Longer Quivering. And it's the quiverful movement that looks exactly akin to actually my upbringing, like overtly. It's just slightly, I hung out with these kids, mm. like cause in our homeschooling circles, we hung out with the Mennonites in our town. Well, we didn't have a town, but in our like region. Um, <laughs> so, but like, um, and so they like culturally fit more into like the official quiverful movement, but it's all the same structure okay. and basically the, the idea is like it's the like the quiverful movement is all like the duggers the okay. duggers are part of that gotcha. it's like give your womb to god gotcha. and all of that mm. and so i was very much yeah. that's exactly where i how i grew up too so um i was like so i was reading blogs that were looking at and examining social consequences of christianity in different versions of it and i always like theology anyway so like even in college like i mean i i read a lot of different like theological works and different theologians through time, um, and including ones that like, like even even when you start getting into theologians like whether Kierkegaard or like different like more people dealing with and responding to like the modern era yeah. and like the Enlightenment and you know mm -hmm. humanism and different things. I at a certain point like. I remember I was I was like listening to a blog or reading something. Basically, someone was like talking about like masturbating, like is it good or bad? And I was like, that is a dumb fucking question. Yeah, that is a relevant fucking question, yeah. and it has nothing. Like the fact that we are talking about this is dumb, mm -hmm. and like I'm over the church talking about whether women can be leaders. I'm over whether or not they can accept people who are queer. Like, this is a dumb fucking conversation. <laughs> and I'm not going to give cookies to churches that are progressive yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, nope, I'm Ooh. over that. And so I kind of, I had this, and this was probably in my like late 20s. And I was like, you don't get cookies for not being assholes. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, no. Yes, that's, just be, that's just the baseline, people. you've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah, And no. then, like, your, like, douchebag counterparts, mm -hmm. as churches go, you don't get cookies for that. That should have been a given. If yeah. you're not talking about racism, you're not talking about classism, you're not talking about consumerism, that's like, if you can't applaud your back and like, you know, pat yourself on the back and applaud yeah. yourself yeah. for something you should have been doing along the way. Oh man. So I was like, I, I had a lot of like, it wasn't again, Christianity. It was like yes. the manifestations yeah. of Christianity, yeah. but I was like, don't talk to me about like how you can like, I'm, I have an apologist personality anyway. Uh, and I like apologistic yeah. efforts because okay. I think I like the connection it, it allows. Right. Yeah. And that's because so many people in my life, basically that spirit they gave to me, right? Like, you're pretty fucking extreme, but I'm going to, like, give you benefit of the doubt and tell you, like, hey, this is how you're hurting me or this is, like, really allowed me to, they were bridges mm. between my extremism versus, you know, whatever. And and I like, like, um, St. Augustine and different ones who did play a more ap apologistic mm. role because they're allowing for, hey, we're communicating in two different ways. Yeah. And so how are we, how can we, like, sync up this language? And so there's a lot of podcasts and today even and like books and blogs at the time that I was reading that really were trying to say like, hey, Christians, 
when we're talking to people who are not Christians, like, this is how you sound. This is how you come off. And, like, you know, very much, I think, from a very loving, good place, yeah. playing that role. Sure. But at the time, I was like, mm. nope. Not having I'm it. over it. Yeah. I'm done having this space of, like, it's science. Yeah. I'm, you don't have to. I'm over, I'm, I'm over trying to, like, be convinced of like how to talk about like the role of science and it's not in competition with God. Like Mm -hmm. it's fucking science. Yeah. Like, and that has nothing to do with your relationship to God. Mm -hmm. Like, so I, I kind of, I was tired. Mm -hmm. I was tired of things in my twenties. Sure. (laughs) And like, of course, but I was never like, again, it was, it was never like directed at like one specific thing. It was just kind of like, these are dumb. And so kind of, I got to a place where I was like, okay, all the characteristics of God that are like that feel so good, that are like love incarnate, you know, like the all the manifestations of like the best parts of Christianity that are they're not bullshit. Mm. And they always ring true through time, through culture, through space, are also the same things that are the kernels in every faith. Yes. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And so and I kind of was like Oh, I don't actually believe in a personified God. Uh, I believe in like, and I know how this sounds, but I, and it wasn't even, was this wasn't even born in like a stoner moment either <laughs> is, um, I literally believe in love as yes. God, like yes. as in the thing that is transformative, the thing that makes us become different versions of ourselves, the things that makes us bigger than ourselves, the thing that is eternal in time, the thing that doesn't that is like that is yeah. is is fucking love and it's the thing that makes something matter because I also don't think something is inherently sacred or meaningful I think just like love love is I care that's why it matters mm. and like I think meaning is inscribed I think like you matter to me I matter like the connection that is like the act of love and not some fuzzy Hollywood bullshit love, but like that grounding yes. fucking meaty. Yes. We're going to like be in this together. Ugh. The women I had in college yeah. version of love. Oh and so like, God. I was like, that is God. And all the other versions of like yes. Christianity is just like characteristics we've ascribed. And so what happened, what happened was I like, <laughs> I, I kind of fell in love with like the bigness of that and like the kind of eternalness of it in a different kind of way and the connection to all that is. And, um, I basically along the way, like I said, like I didn't leave Christianity because of Christianity. What happened was in my kind of height in my late twenties of being like, Oh, so fucking annoying. You're having this conversation still. I like fell in love with, um, a, spiritual vehicle that just happened to not be Christian. Yeah. Not even Christian. It didn't happen. It just happened to not be religiously based. Yes. And it was like, I kind of like that, that like, um, do you listen to Radiolab? Occasionally. Okay. So there's this one episode called From Tree to Shining Tree. Okay. And basically it, it talks about like how forests act as like beehives where individual trees, like just like individual bees all chemically linked to each other and so they share resources and nutrients Mm -hmm. and they'll allocate resources from a dying tree to a new tree Mm. like forests are living organisms right 
And there's like, and so I'm, I'm hiking Mount, I go hiking by myself a lot. And um, so I'm hiking on Mount Laguna and there's like never any rain in this godforsaken desert. And, and I, I love clouds and I like weather because I'm from there and this desert feels oppressive. And um, I'm hiking, there happens to be rain and I'm listening to this episode of Radio Lab and like it starts raining and then like I, I like had this like beautiful like space of and I didn't even notice it because these two hikers come and I'm like crying oh. and like full of like connected love. Yeah. And I was like, it's beautiful it's back so there. Beautiful. And these hikers like, this girl be crazy. Yeah. You know? What mushrooms but, did you yeah, <laughs> like? Did you stumble? Don't sober. And don't I was eat like, anything. Uh, but uh, that feeling, mm. I'm I have access that all the time. Oh my god. In ways that I never had as a kid or as a Christian. Yeah. And not because that's not compa- capable within Christianity. It just. It's not. I a, found. Yeah. I just happened to find it unrelated to Christianity. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, and in, and in spite of, in spite of, because yeah, it's yeah. not. It, it wouldn't have been an accepted mode of yeah. spiritual connection. But in, I think in Christianity that. primed me to be even aware of those feelings. So when I started experiencing really? that, like huh. the the oneness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like hard not to go there, but it like I. That thing that is mm. no, the, it's great. The, the, the We've gone from the <laughs> the meaty, fleshy to the oneness. Yeah, but like <laughs> and when I, you feel the roots of your own person enmeshed with existence, yeah. and I like, and I think there's a lot of vehicles for that. And I was even cued into knowing that that's like a mm. ideal. I think because of Christianity, wow. I think that's part of why I love Christianity. Wow, so. like I like. Like even hero God, the word like like the word was God. Like there's so many things yeah. that we hear that we're like, what the fuck does that mean? But it was it kind of speaks to there is something going on here. Yeah, I am like, like all these things mm-hmm. that like being and existence and this this sense of like what does it mean when time is collapsed and and in the beginning was the word and the word is God. You know, like, what the fuck does that oh, mean? I feel you. And, and a I Christianity think... that's clued in to like ask those questions and be okay yeah. with that can absolutely be a and beautiful thing. And I think that faith. exactly that like mystery yeah. Ooh, that yes. those words the gave to me strainer. as since a kid of like, what does that mean? The word was God, you know, like what does that even mean? And, but, and there were always the answers that, but like there was something, it planted seeds of like, there is something bigger there is something wondrous and mysterious happening here. And so like when I kind of fell into that and part of it was I I like I I think I had also done a lot of work in my 20s of like worthiness and love mm-hmm. and self-love and um and basically I kind of was like, "Oh, this is this is that thing. This is that thing that is bigger than everything that is, right? Like this is. So I, I like, Ooh, I, I kind of so much. <laughs> I got. I, so that's kind of where I end up landing. Mm. But it was, and that, I think that's part of why I always love and appreciate Christianity. Is I was like, oh, because you gave me language, yeah. you gave me yeah. even like eyes to look for it, and I just happened to find it completely unrelated to you. But I know that I was primed for this because of you. And my relationship to you, and you are my first language, and so I always 
like I love being around Christians because then you get to say like saying get behind me right like you it's it's like <laughs> you know and you're like oh we're going camping now we're on our way like you see you're singing salty fucking songbooks <laughs> and like and you're like oh yeah <laughs> somebody so. <laughs> somebody emailed me who listened to this show and said hey can you talk about some of like the you know the the uh, pop culture not pop but the yeah, cultural yeah. things that yeah, we yeah. grew up with yeah. like salty <laughs> Songbook was my jam. You brought it up. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so oh, like charity church mouse. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I got really scared when the bad guy comes and like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I was always like, absolutely. Help her. Yeah. Well, I was I was super. Ju- she I had wanted nice red dress. I remember being like, <laughs> you're a good looking mouse. I bet you do. <laughs> I was jealous of my best friend's older brother who got cast as Limburger because I wanted to be <laughs> Limburger because he had a dope solo. <laughs> Uh, or tree, yeah, yeah, duet, yeah. or trio, or something. In that, I was very jealous. But oh, yeah, man. or like when someone like starts listing characters names from Adventures in Odyssey, and you're like, Whoa! oh, wit, wit's end, right? Oh, yeah, you just, I just, you just sent me back. I haven't thought about oh, that Connie, in years. Connie, oh. like, and like, the, like those were the Rodney best. Rathborn, and like all those fucking characters. Like they were our friends. Well, they were really my only friends. <laughs> Because I did actually have friends. So they're like, better they're better friends than Chuck Colson, that's for sure. Actually, of all those people. Chuck's Chuck's okay. No, you're right. He's, he's like he he's like he's, old school. Yeah, the prison preacher. ministry guy, right? Like um, he came out. That is um yeah, I think Chuck has that background too, but I think who you might be thinking of is um Chuck Colson. Yeah, well, not Chuck Swindoll. Oh, I oh, was Swindoll, Swindoll, yeah, Swindoll. Yeah, Swindoll. Swindoll. Yeah, Colson yeah. was who I think. Yeah, yeah. Chuck so. who I read um he was part he was imprisoned with the Nixon era, right? Because uh, he was uh, with Nixon. He he wrote this book called Gideon's Torch. That was my graduation present for my dad oh. from high school. So I read that <laughs> with my dad's inscription. Anyway, and it's about like um, abortion. Of course. Mm. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. But um, so yeah, no. So I think like alongside that, like I just I think so. I ended up not landing in Christianity, but it was more of not an accident because nothing has been like yeah. accidental per se, but yeah. like it just, I, my spirituality live just found a home outside of Christianity. Yeah. And, but it looks so similar. I have a lot of friends that still hang out in that space. If they do fall on that side of like, from a social standpoint, it's harder for me to be like, yeah, we're the same. Mm. But like, if they're like, Katie, for instance, like we have a lot of connection. Yeah. Because I think we're speaking the same language. Yes. It just, yeah. it just, um, the 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 like the vessel just is a little different. Um, I, I love it. I love that you've taken us on a journey. <laughs> like, oh, it's so good. I cannot wait for people to hear who you are. And I literally forgot we were recording all. No, this. I've, I've, <laughs> I've cried twice. Like it's been. This has yeah. been, I mean, you're, just, yeah. you're one of my you favorite what, people. You know, what's cool is, what's cool is, so I also ended up, because my family's, you know, a little, my parents are still, I mean, they still live in the house that we grew up in, wow. in the woods, and they're still just as hardcore. The one that burned down? Yeah. And um, it got like pseudo rebuilt, yeah. not quite ever. Yeah. Um, but like, in my like, so what ended up happening was my um, ex-husband had a really, awful psychotic breakdown mm. and he became bad he, mm. he became like really abusive but so at the same time within like a three-week period of time of i had to leave because things had gotten very bad i went blind in my right eye 
And then I also got laid off from my job. This was like six years ago. And, um, and yeah, so I was like 29-ish. Yeah. Wow. And I um, had kind of, I had, it was like a very shit time, obviously. But I, um, that was also, that was actually the beginning of, of I think, um, mm, where that kind of, what feels very kind of loose of like, oh, the oneness, the and oneness. you know, got meat. Yeah. You know, actually it's very similar to after my accident. Um, it, there was, there was legs that could stand on. So I think that was another part of it, like, at the time that I was most, I just kind of alongside and parallel to this whole drama happening in my life, um, this version of like kind of spiritual connection um, ha- was basically put to the test, yeah. and it like had and it had legs mm. and it had it had a foundation, and so that was I think part of what solidified that because I I think I was I was mourning not being a Christian. I had gone to this baptism with my husband and uh I remember I was in church and I know all the moves and all the things and all the songs and it's like oh this feels so good tastes so good Mm. to be in church I hadn't (laughs) been in church in a while and and I was like weeping because I was I was feeling the cost of it not being mine anymore yeah like yes I know all these things but it's actually not mine right including like during like elections and things when you're like I'm not incited anymore to like talk about what the church should be doing because it's not mine to comment on anymore. Yeah. It's like, that's that's not my fight. I don't have a dog in this. I don't have a dog in this, even though it is my first language. Yeah. I don't have a dog in this fight anymore. Of like, what, what is it? Who's the church going to be? Who's it going to become? Yeah. Um, but so, so I, I, I had been kind of grieving and like not being in the church, like in my like late twenties and so then when I like went blind and had to leave my ex, um, I, I think that was it really, I, because I felt it's the legs of this other vehicle of spirituality, it also kind of healed the, I, I, I don't miss it, mm-hmm. but I also don't like, um, I don't, I don't. I don't feel like bad or good necessarily. I don't like grieve or long for Christianity either, but I also don't resent it or like have bitterness towards it. Yeah. It just kind of, it healed it actually that whole time. So, um, just had to make sure we were still yeah. recording. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that, that, I mean, so what, so like since then, um, th- like the last six years, I think like, because I also had to like rebuild my life logistically, but also, my insides, because I was heartbroken, um, and just like oh, I was so heartbroken, um, and including like reconciling, because I'm I'm likely not going to be cited in my CNI mm. forever, and mm. I don't know when that goes. Oh, wow. um, so, but like, I there were a lot of things I, I had to like kind of reconcile, but um, so. I think I think like I think that whole journey, including like all the work of my early twenties of, who are you? What are you about? Really set me up for a much fuller version of, like, um, coming into my own like person. Yeah. And and my relationships and my people and you know and like kind of like 
it shored it up yeah. in a in a really good way. So like, like so with my family, like my my mom, Katie knows this story, <laughs> but um, right after I was getting like I had to leave my husband, my um, my mom was like, hey, so. I don't really know you and I think I'd really like to know you and I know all these things happen in college and that but like and I know you don't believe like how you were raised but like I don't know what happened and I'd mm. like to know why wow. I was like okay yeah. I can totally tell you and but I was like but listen there has to be some version of acceptance not being okay with me but just like you can't tell me I'm going to hell like every time I tell you anything yeah like Cause it's work for me to yes. like we remember why I was wrestling with this at one point. Cause like I don't think about it anymore. Right. I already made peace with it. Right. Yeah. Like it's hard to re-remember like what it you is. even were like. Yeah. Like like it, was, it feels hilarious that I was like struggling with mitochondrial DNA and like implications for evolutionary theory. <laughs> but like because I was like that's ridiculous. But at the time it was a struggle. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said some level of acceptance. And she's like, I have to think about it. Mm. <laughs> and calls me up. A couple days later, I was like, is there another way for me to know you without accepting you? And I was like, not really, no. And then my brother Kuba calls me like a week later. It's like, yo, mom just called saying like, asking me if there was a way that she could know you without accepting you. And I told her no. So, so then like a day later, my mom was like, okay, I want to know you. Okay. I was like, okay, cool. So that's the first time I said out loud to her that I wasn't a Christian. Mm. She was crying. And... Um, it would it didn't it didn't go very well. <laughs> and she goes, I changed my mind. I don't really want I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> so which at the time I was like pretty devastated. Um yeah. and I was like, okay. Um but basically like um and at the time I was like, what a dick move. You don't want to know your daughter? Yeah, and in the middle of it, like yeah. <laughs> you've already taken the time to accept yeah, the terms. But I, I scared her too much. Yeah. And basically, and then like my dad, like both my parents were like, they're really good at knowing how to, like they're really good at loving in the framework they know how to love. And the version of Christianity that love exists. Mm-hmm. Um that's what they're really good at. Yeah. But like the confines are very specific, right? And so like what I like basically ended up realizing over time is because evangelical Christian Christianity is you hold the mirror of God's truth to someone who's fallen. Basically um like Paul's letters to the church, right? Of like Christian church discipline of um if like you basically shine the mirror and they say like, I'm still like rebelling. I'm not going to like repent. Then you have to like kick them out essentially. And I think both of my, both my parents. Yeah. That's, that's accountable love. Right. And I think because my parents never wanted to have to start that train Uh, and go down that road. It was like, Nope, we don't want to know. Cause it was like kind of a don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. And so what ended up happening was, um, and at the time I was really hurt, but then over time I realized like, oh, oh. it's cause they like, cause when like, for instance, when my mom found out I volunteered at Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. she literally called up my sister and was like, ah, cause my sister knows. And my sister is very anti-choice. Um, 
was like, how do you love Lena still? Mm. Like she literally didn't, like she didn't have a pathway to loving me still when she found that out. So she was like asking my sister, like, how do you find a way to love her still knowing that you know this? So like the limitations that that version of Christianity presents to someone who truly loves someone. My parents fucking love me and like me, but like their capacity to love me is so cut short by the like ideological structures. So, so like, I think that's another thing. Like it's given me a lot of grace to be like, Oh, well they're like really good people in this really fucked up structure. (laughs) You know, like, um, that's, which is so cool because that's not your job. Like, yeah, it's not. Um, and what's also cool is that she, I mean, your mother is, is she is in a way doing her work, maybe very slowly or very, you know, Tangentially, but she's you know going to by going to your sister and asking like, yeah no like my is there a path like yeah, I would like to, to find know. yeah this path. no my mom's super earnest yeah. and like really genuine and like she's like genuinely mm. wants to know and like and basically what was nice over the last like several years like the more I kind of have come into myself of like my spirit feels good it feels um mm. like um like um. I think this is a perfectly fine word, but it's like moist. <laughs> like, my spirit feels moist. Yeah, it feel it doesn't feel brittle, yeah. right? It okay. feels my spirit feels like like it has give and yeah. flexibility and and like strength, right? And so like and like I it's and, and like yeah, moist. Mm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's like and and I've like you know, like been good at loving myself and loving others and feeling the receiving love of others. I kind of didn't, I didn't really, it's not that I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't need my parents' love in the same way I think I wanted it in the past. Yeah. And with it, when I was a Christian, um, and, but basically what happened was I kind of stopped trying to like convince them. Yeah. Because it's not about convincing in the first place. Yeah, totally. It's not based on reasonable arguments in the first place. Like, it wouldn't matter if I walked through every fucking argument I had with myself and struggle and wrestled with and, like, Argh! you know, like, with everything. It, it wouldn't It wouldn't matter. So, like, basically, I kind of was like, well, I'm just going to kind of, like, be me. Yeah. Including, like, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. And if I have had that gift of like people meeting me where I'm at and I have the capacity, whether it's my job or not, yeah. Yeah. if I can meet them where they're at because I get it and understand and I speak that fluently and have been there, like, isn't it my responsibility to meet them where they're at? Mm. And like, that sounds very like... No. Grandiose, but like at the same time, like... It sounds... I love them. Yeah. And I, I'm not hijacked by like this like false dichotomy yeah do you love your daughter or bend in your faith yeah then i don't i'm not confronted with that so like i can just fucking love them you can do it yeah because i don't they can't i don't have i don't have my whole life's meaning hinging on whether (laughs) i love someone or not so like you i mean (laughs) i feel like you you like arrived at places that i just i'm so conflicted about but like the peace that I sense, the moist spirit <laughs> that's coming from you. Like it's totally, it just gives me hope that it's like, it's just yeah. okay. Like yeah. it's just okay. It's like worst case scenario, they don't really like you. 
they don't really like me anyway. They didn't like me already, right? Like I was a <laughs> slutty slut heathen, like <laughs> feminazi. Like slutty slut heathen feminazi. <laughs> yeah. Like just so, so you know, I, as we go through these conversations, I'm constantly like thinking of like, what's the title of this episode going to be? You've given me like 18 great <laughs> options. So <laughs> slutty no. slut feminazi might win. But. Heathen, yeah. No, like, I mean, I already was that. Yeah. So what the fuck? Like, I don't need to like, I don't, I was for a long time. I was like trying to do the work of like, Hey, yeah. Okay. I'm queer and I'm these things, but like, I'm still a good person. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I was, yeah. I, I was doing this like oh, tap totally. dance Me too. of like, see, I'm still morally grounded. See, I still can love in yes. the way that Jesus loves. Yeah. See, I'm just like JC yeah. in this way. I was constantly trying to pull that game. Yeah. And like, finally I was like, that's fucking dumb. That doesn't I love work. It. I love it. <laughs> Cause like as you evolve, you're like, I'm still me the same person who was a true believer who cared and like was trying to speak in tongues in that room it's still the same person but you're not and so but then I was like that's dumb that's not gonna work because that would have never worked on me as a believer either yeah you know I'd be like oh my mom literally said this to me one time she's like so how do you feel about the fact that Satan's deceiving you Uh (laughs) Uh and I was like Fine, because I don't believe <laughs> in Satan. I'm good with it. <laughs> I know you're right. It's it's the yeah. We're the backslidden Tra- trapped people. in the false dichotomy. You said it right yeah. there. Like I'm not beholden to that, yeah. so I can just yeah. I can I, let it I, all. Like, I can let it that, slide. There's that. Um, I think I honestly think you've given me a new way to interact with my parents. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding. That. I mean, cause like. You've been there. Yeah. You know that would yeah. have never worked. Like, an argument yeah. would have never worked. You know that, like, you been like, mm. But, like, there is that... The only thing that worked with me was people meeting me where I was at. Yeah. And, like, really fucking lovingly. Yeah. And graciously. Mm. And, like, okay. We can do that. Like, we can we totally can do, do that. that. <laughs> so that's... I mean, that's actually where I ended up landing, like, with my family. That's beautiful. Um, with my parents, particularly. My siblings, it's always been pretty easy. Yeah. What's harder is, like, like my oldest brother is... Who's, like, alt-righty. Yeah. Um, that's... Like, he one time said to us... Uh, said to me at my sister's wedding, Lena, I'm, I'm not sexist. I think women are totally capable. I'm a misogynist. I just hate women. <laughs> I was like... Well, at least he's owning it. Yeah, no, he's, like, super honest. <laughs> uh, but, like, so, I mean, like... So, that that's harder yeah. for me because yeah. it's not a based on... Uh, like, my parents are like so their integrity is ridiculously good. Yeah. Like they are so full of integrity. Like mm. they live their fucking beliefs to a fucking T. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like I can't I gotta like I get that. Yeah. And their whole lives are built on this. Yeah. So like to ask them to abandon that, that's like, yeah. oh my life's meaning or you know like no, it's right. that's impossible. So I don't I don't think it's helpful to even it kind of comes back to when I was like, we got to stop. Like progressive churches have to stop like presenting arguments as to why. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, we yeah. Got, we're over this. It's just, that's a waste of time yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, except for, except for two of the people who are coming to them and, and need the, yeah, need the permission. Sure. Like yeah. if you need yeah, the permission. Yeah. No. And I get that. I get, I totally yeah. get that. But to do it on the scale of like, like, let's battle this yes. ideology. Right. Yeah. If you're talking to a person who's like, I'm wrestling with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Great. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Create that apolog- apologistic bridge. Mm-hmm. That is good. That's what all love does. Mm-hmm. For anything. Not just ideological frameworks. But, like, 
to to do it like to battle an idea with like logic to th- something that's not logical in the first place is dumb. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. Anyway, okay, so that's my spiritual background. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank, th- like, I mean, you said it earlier, like that excavation is difficult. <laughs> and I am so grateful you did it because I think it's going to, I think people who would listen to this thing are going to absolutely. Oh, no one's going to listen this long, but. No, they will. They will. There are people who, I don't know why, but there are people who are absolutely loving this thing and they tell me and it's meaningful to That's them. That's cool. And this has been absolutely transformational for me. Awesome. So I'm not kidding. I, I, oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm so Elena Kalinowski, you. everybody. Like. I don't. Th- I don't think this. Will be, if, if you're up for it, this won't be the last time we talk. Either I'm always on, and clearly, I'm not exactly a private person. Ooh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> no one's ever twisted my arm and me talking about myself. I'm super self-centered. Oh, this is beautiful. Awesome. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Heathen. I'll be back next week with a new guest. In the meantime. Take a minute to go follow Heathen on Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. The handle is at Heathen Podcast. And you can also visit the website at heathenpodcast.com to learn more about this project. Send your comments or questions, and maybe we'll talk about them on an upcoming episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, I would love and appreciate your five-star review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference for a new podcast. I'm Matthew Blake. Here's to the heathens. <laughs>